are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Danny girl, trying to get my second win. What's going on with you? Honey, it's Friday and no payday, so I'm quite sad. But it's Juneteenth, at least. Oh, and slavery still, never mind. Um, <laughs> you should be out celebrating or have plans to go out and have a few cocktails to celebrate. Girl, I'm celebrating right now. Um, I would say to walk out of my house. You would tell us who you have in your house? Yeah, I would tell y'all who I got in my house. So Come on and say hey. Say hey, shit. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I know that voice. <laughs> hey, Dr. Bay. She just ran off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Some cocktails. Nah, girl, we figured we let, let's at least try to start the show and okay. then we're gonna drink Hennessy straight from the bottle. Uh oh, um, <laughs> no, no, not from the bottle, please. We all G's, do it. Okay, you know, somebody's gonna take that clip and it's gonna be part of their show, girl. As much bullshit as we didn't talk on here, they, they can take quite a few. Look at the bottle. You crazy. But how has your week been? Doing a little impromptu show, but how has your week been so far? Uh blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Um blah, my blah, week has blah. been busy. I'm ready to uh be a stay-at-home wife. <laughs> I'm trying to be a stay-at-home <laughs> wife. Child, I would drive somebody crazy as a stay-at-home wife. Like seriously, Why? I have to be moving like constantly, and that's just how I like. I can't sit still and just be doing well. And I know stay-at-home wives don't necessarily do nothing, but I think I would get bored. Oh, see, you ain't came up with enough shit to do with the house yet. Me, I have a hey. million things to do, and I feel like my list keep growing. See, if I was a stay-at-home wife. See, I have all this shit mapped out, right? I would uh, get curling out the house early. I would make him breakfast and mm -hmm. get the kids out the house. And then I would go back to sleep for about three hours. Oh. And then I would get up and I would um, half-ass clean the house. And I would mm -hmm. make him some hamburger helper. So when he <laughs> came home, he wouldn't be hungry, right? That sounds and like then, the life. What? Girls, mm -hmm. some hamburger helper and some canned beans. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, living, uh, living. My mama tell you right now, my fiance would make me go get a job because he'd be like, "No, nah, this ain't gonna work. Like, this is not going to work. You go and stir crazy." So I wouldn't even try it. I always knew from the time I was a young girl, I was like, "Stay at home, mom. That that's not the life for me. I gotta be up, out, and about." <laughs> George Fraser said, wow, straight to the head. Take it to the head. <laughs> well, as you guys can see, like I said, we're doing an impromptu Friday show. And yeah, it's lit. It's Juneteenth. So I'm, I'm super excited. No, you good. I'm super excited. It's Juneteenth. Not that I'm doing anything other than the regular, but it still it puts me in a good mood. And yeah, we gonna get into it and, and talk about some things today. Yes, yes, yes. Um, how's your week been? 
Uh, it's my week has been busy, but that's like no different than usual. Um, my week is always busy. I have 10 million things going on because we have, um, uh, a, um, some repairs being done in our kitchen. So our kitchen is kind of torn apart. Um, and then my daughter was, she has, she's part of this, um, Juneteenth celebration. So she's like baking 10 million different things in the kitchen. And my, from the kitchen to the dining room, there's like flour and sugar and just everything all over. So it's a mess and it's messing with my OCD. So I'm upstairs and I'm gonna try to stay out the way until she's done. But yeah, it's been busy, but that's, I think that's how I like it. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That is what's up. Um, You got any big plans for the weekend? Uh, no, I have to work tomorrow and um, Sunday. I'm excited. It's Father's Day. So I got some Yay. little things that I'm going to do for my boo. And yeah, that's about it. But nothing like nothing too crazy. Um, we still trying to quarantine. Child. We ain't trying to catch Rona. So we'll, it'll be something at the house. But um, I'm excited to celebrate Father's Day with him. OK, you're going to make him some spaghetti. No, child, I'm making him no spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will not be feeding him spaghetti. Uh, I'm gonna feed no. him something really good. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make sure to cater to him as I always what, do. He won't no, no, no sandwiches. <laughs> he won't have to lift a finger, and I'm gonna take care of him. I'm gonna hook him up. I have wait a minute. Surprises you ain't up my me. What you cooking? Um, I can't tell you because sometimes he listens to the show, so I have to tell you. Uh, you know, in the back. Um, oh, okay. I can tell you, yeah, in case yeah. he's listening, it's well, a I surprise. I like to surprise my boo. Oh, that's nice. Carlin mm. <laughs> always know it's spaghetti on Tuesday, honey. Oh my God, that's that's y'all Tuesday meal. Okay, now mm -hmm. let me ask you something. This is an aside, and I know this is like a debate that's like hot on um, on on the the social media. Um, spaghetti. Now I'm from the mm -hmm. Midwest. We eat fish with spaghetti. Do you eat Girl, fish with your spaghetti or does that sound absolutely crazy to you? Child was born in the country, mm -hmm. the deep, deep going through cotton fields south. <laughs> oh God. And fish and spaghetti is a meal, honey. I'm trying yes. to tell you. My family is from Mississippi, so maybe that's why. From Jackson. I'm telling you, fish goes with spaghetti. And people like, I see people in an uproar about that. Like, fish do not go with spaghetti. That's two separate meals. Fish only goes with grits. <laughs> no, sis. Fish, fish and grits go too, though. Yeah, yeah, it does. But fish and spaghetti is a staple. You cannot have a fish fry without having spaghetti. That's true. That's absolutely positively true. Um, I'm trying to told you. <laughs> Wait a minute, Dukester said you're gonna make some Alfredo. <laughs> oh no, you know that's the that's that's the favorite meal, Alfredo. I think the, that's uh, like canned Alfredo sauce and some noodles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Curlin, indeed. Are you not know, haven't made Curlin any Alfredo yet? You have, I never cook Alfredo, like ever, ever, ever. Um, my boo is not a fan, and I just don't. I used to cook it before we got together. My kids liked it, but he ain't eating no Alfredo. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Cheese and fish. Oh, no. See, if you really mm -hmm. go to Italy, and I've been to Italy before, mm -hmm. but I've always seen people eat, like, 
uh, seafood and pasta together. And so you have to kind of think about fish and spaghetti is like seafood and pasta. Um, fish goes with seafood and it's good. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, don't knock it till you try. Everybody that is judging and like turning their noses up. Sorry, the squeaky door needs some WD-40. Um, it's good. So don't don't knock it until you try it. I'm telling well, you. They ain't never had nobody cook for them anyway. So I don't even know why they cook them. Uh-huh. That's what it is. Cool, man. We we on our way. We getting there. We we soon enough. Hey, cool, man. Cool, man. You married. <laughs> Who man, who man probably married to a white woman. Line. He probably married to a white woman because he talked a lot. Of, <laughs> you hear Miss J said a ghetto Italian meal. Really, Miss J? That's what we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Y'all are wrong. That's well, like a it. that's like a, soul it makes a great meal. Italian meal. <laughs> The back. Tell y'all don't knock it to y'all. We ain't gonna talk about what we don't talk now. Mm. I don't want uh -uh. them to get mad. But anyway. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You already know it. But um, regarding this topic, I know y'all see the title. We are going to be talking about the unprotected class, a.k.a. Black woman, the face of the movement, a.k.a. Black woman. And, you know, we going to dive off into it because it's been a lot of rumblings throughout social media. Black women are feeling some type of way. Black men are feeling some type of way. So we're going to get off into it today. Yes. So what is your. Uh-oh, Danny, you went out. Danny? Of when... Okay. You just oh. came back in. Okay. I'm sorry mm -hmm. about that. Can you hear me now? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I said, so what is your opinion about women being on the front lines? Uh, my opinion about women being on the front lines. So I think that women absolutely have a place in the movement. I think that out front is not where women should be. I think that that is the man's place. I think that that is part of the reason why we are here where we are today, meaning the state of the black community, because black women have been leading and have been in the forefront. I think that it is, it should be the males who are leading um, absolutely, we can assist. Absolutely, we can aid. I don't mind us even protesting. But I think that um, being out front and leading the movement, being the face of the movement, it, that, that, that's the black man's job, in my opinion. But what about you? What do you think about it? Um, I'm kind of conflicted because... Uh-oh, you went out. Danny? I think you yeah, you I, said you're kind of conflicted because. Yeah, I was saying that I think that black women should definitely show support, but mm -hmm. I definitely don't think it should be on the front lines. I definitely, definitely don't think we should be the face of this movement. And, you know, I've been listening to videos. I've talked to a couple of people and it's like I'm noticing that they're making like dark skinned black women like the face of the movement and dark skinned kids. And I've seen like the little dark skinned girl marching and stuff. And I'm like, OK. 
y'all complain, you know, black men will complain about how masculine black are, but then when they put us in the freight, like we're on billboards and shit of this movement, and it's like, yikes, it's still putting us in a masculine position. And I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I feel like the black man's image is seen as threatening. And when it comes down to us being on the forefront of this, then it's like, okay, we're already seen as masculine. What happens when they start to come at us just like they're coming at black men? And, you know, while black women have experienced police brutality, it's definitely not on the same levels of black men with the numbers, like numbers wise. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point. How we're killed in comparison as to how they're killed. They've been killed in broad daylight, like Mm -hmm. animals and nobody. I'm not going to say people haven't given a fuck, but the people doing it don't give a fuck. Well, I I have to agree. And I just don't see where it would be beneficial. Huh? I was saying, I I understand, like, black women are warriors. Like, you know, we ain't to be played with. However, um, I don't think that attempting to lead the movement or being the face, and I, to be completely honest, I don't think that that's what the black woman wants to do. I think that the black woman knows that somebody has to step up. So in some sense, she's like, okay, this is something that has to be done. Um, but I think that we should be taking a back seat to the men and allowing them to, um, uh, to lead. Um, I do also think that sometimes I think that hear me. black women aren't afraid okay, to necessarily jump. Can you hear me? No, I can't. Sorry. I, I said, I don't think that black women are afraid to jump in, f- in the fire because they know that the consequences won't be as dire for them as they would be for black men. No, you know what? I don't think the consequences are dire right now, but if you're saying that you're willing to fight, you're willing to go head to head with uh, police and white police at that, then you got to consider how um, Black women have already been masculinized by the media, by the culture. Mm. We're considered masculine. Right, but a but a police officer, a male police officer, a white man is like, okay, I can knock up, I can take her. It doesn't necessarily require the same level of force that it. And not to say that they won't, but more often than not, they may try to knock you out versus um, necessarily, you know, pulling their gun out. They may use a lower level of force than they would with a black man. Um. In a certain sense, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because what I'm noticing now, if black women are saying that we're stepping into this position, then things that come with that position. And I don't think they're at the point where they're going to continue handling us like women. And they may not going forward and they really don't handle us like women. I think that, you know, still knocking a woman out because she's jumping up to try to protect her child it, you know, that level of force isn't necessarily required. But um, this is something that I've seen happen time and time again. I've seen women say, you ain't, you know, jump in front of the police when they're trying to arrest their children or, you know, d- you know, do different things to try to um, de-escalate. But they're well, where they are, you know, getting directly involved. And 
they're not met with the same level of force that a black man would be. And that's not to say that it never happens, but it's less likely to happen to a woman than it is to a black man. What are your thoughts on the Rolling Stone cover? And shout outs to Cool Man, Cool Man for that super chat. Thank you. I have been seeing it. What Rolling Stone cover? Concrete, do you remember this, the cover that I posted yesterday? On oh, child. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think that it depicts Black women show, uh, in the leading leading position. I think that that role is more of an agenda being pushed and I think that it's going to end us back or basically we won't be able to evolve. I think that, you know, it's basically showing that the black woman um, is that is that in the leading position and at the forefront, in addition, um, the government will um, start, will continue pandering to black women regarding any kind of resolution that's to be had um, in the form of justice. Shout out to BMT. He said, women are the infantry of the army now. Yeah, that's what it's starting to look like. Um, my thoughts on the Rolling Stone cover, to be honest, I, I really thought it was some bullshit. Um, I noticed that they only had women um, in that cover. I didn't notice any men. Um, and then I thought about the picture of Lady Liberty, right? And so with the picture of Lady Liberty, it's a white woman standing there with the torch in her hand. And you actually had white men and white kids in that picture with guns. And I thought it was interesting that they had that black woman and her son up there by themselves. And so um, when I posted it, somebody said, and I can't remember who it was, but they were saying like, this is reminiscent of what the black community looks like a single mother with her children. And I'm like, damn. Then I think about the out of wedlock birth rate and how high that is and, and what that picture represented. And it was one of the saddest things that I've ever seen because I'm like, damn, this is what it's been reduced to. And then for Black women to put themselves in a certain situation, I don't really think we're being strategic whatsoever with it. And if you keep putting yourselves in men's position, men don't protect what they compete with. So if I'm in the cop space or I'm loud or I'm going at it with a guy, most men are going to sit back if they're not your boyfriend, husband, family member, what have you. They'll sit back and watch you go at it and get your ass beat. They say they ain't got shit to do with that. They don't have to protect you. We haven't offered submission. They don't feel like they have to offer protection. And then that's just what it boils down to. So I, I didn't appreciate the cover. Well, I do want to say this. Um, I, I keep seeing people make a distinction and say that, you know, black women are at the forefront of this movement and they're leading, you know, and they're basically reducing the movement to a man's fight. And I want to make it clear that this is not just a black man's fight. 
the black woman has a place in this fight. We're, uh, I am trying to get clarity on where that position is um, because I don't think that it's in the lead. However, this like we are the people who bring forth life. Um, we're these are our black sons, our black fathers, our black husbands. So we have a place in this fight. I just don't think it's at the lead. You know, I just don't think that it's in the leading position. Yeah, I definitely think there is a full agenda being pushed. Um, and then, you know, let's get to the hard part about the protection part. A lot of Black women don't feel protected. And I'm saying women within the community, outside the community, what a lot of us don't feel protected. Um, I think a lot of us still kind of feel like we're entitled to it, but black men have spoken. Black men have spoken and, you know, when you get into a certain position and you're saying, look, I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you protection. I don't owe you any provisions. I'm not your man. You went and fucked a certain type of guy. You went and had these kids get him to protect you. And nine times out of 10, that guy is already protecting somebody else. So then what? And it's scary. It's really scary. I want to say this. I'm sorry. I was chewing. Um, I briefly talked about um, Toyin, who was an activist in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, she's 19. She was 19. Um, she was a black woman. Uh, her um, she's Nigerian. Her family is Nigerian. Um, she was Nigerian. And she was an activist. Um, she was out front. She was, you know, um, fighting for black lives. She was very, a very active protester. And she was, I, I, which I talked about last time, um, she was raped and killed by a black man. Um, ever since then, I noticed that it sparked um, several posts throughout social media where black women were identifying how they don't feel protected. They, you know, kind of detailed some situations where they were in the presence of black men. And not only did they, not, you know, there were black men were in positions to protect them and did not. Um, they were talking about basically how they were victimized by black men. They um, just kind of laid out their truths um, throughout Twitter and throughout Facebook. And I don't want to take away from that. Um, it's unfortunate for anyone to experience abuse. Um, I think it's unfortunate for anyone to experience abuse and for someone to witness it and not intervene in some way, even if it's calling the police, if it, you know, whatever you can do. Um, and, you know, it made me think about the fact that, well, I feel like I'm pretty fortunate I've never felt unprotected. As a black woman, I can honestly say I've never felt 
unprotected. Um, not like throughout the community, just like I never, I never felt like that. Um, I have a lot of brothers. My brothers are very big. I have a humongous family. Um, I lived in a smaller town um, and you know, everybody knew my family. So I never felt unprotected. And when I went for my family's protection, I went to my ex's protection. And when I went from his protection, I was single for a very short period of time, not short, but um, less than a few years um, before I got with my fiance and I feel more protected than I've ever felt um, with him. So fortunately for me, I've never felt that. And I don't want to take away from anyone who has, but it did bring up the question of, you know, are black women protected and a lot of the premise or basis for the comments was that black women are out front fighting this fight and we're not even protected we don't even get you know the protection within the community however we're at the forefront of this movement and i you know um, um i don't know is that a valid concern well i kind of have uh I got two standpoints on this. So um, as a girl, little girl growing up in New York City, um, my grandfather was alive for, um, I would say, about three years. And after I moved there, he was alive for about three years. And then he passed away. And then it was me, my grandmother, my aunt, and my uncle. But my uncle's disabled. So it was kind of like a strong matriarch, but no, I didn't feel protected. And I had to fight a lot, guys and girls in New York City. Um, then when I moved back to Mississippi, um, it was me, my mother, my stepfather. And, you know, when, when men take on other kids, sometimes it's hard to believe that these men love the kids their same, the same way they would love their own. But I'm not going to say that it was, it was never really secure. And so when I got grown and became an adult and started making my own decisions, a lot of the things that I needed to be protected from was shit that I put myself into situations, places, that I had put myself into that as a grown woman, I knew I shouldn't have been there. And when you get to a certain point and you mature and you realize you can't go to certain areas, you can't go to certain neighborhoods, you can't hang out at certain bars, you know, you need to be in the house at a certain time. Um, you can't just do shit and expect men not to have an animalistic nature to them. And so ooh, when I realized ooh, ooh, that and I set my ass at home, I need that kind of protection. Okay, you said something, and you said something that resonates with me and something that I agree with. However, it is something that women don't necessarily like to hear because they feel as though it is taking accountability away from men. I think that when we talk about protection, and my, my fiance brought this to my attention, he said, the first line of protection is you protecting yourself against mess. He said, black women can't, uh, can't expect 
protection if they are going to put themselves in harm's way. Because if you go out there and put yourself in harm's way, i.e. jumping up in the face of a man who's twice your size, who, you know, has way more power than you, and he lays you out, then you expect other men to go and fight that battle. And, and it may be your mate or someone who you, you're dealing with, and then you may deny that he ever put his hands on you. And this man is expected to risk his life in your defense when you are putting yourself in harm's way. And a lot of women don't like to hear that. But I think that that is very true. I'm extremely cognizant of my positioning, especially as it relates to, because I've always been the type like, okay, all I got to do is make one phone call, but I'm not going to do that willy nilly. I'm not going to put my, I couldn't live with myself if one of my brothers was coming to my aid and he got killed. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, I can't say that I've always had that option. And so when you don't always have the option, you learn how to move certain ways, but still didn't stop me from making stupid ass decisions and going places where I, I shouldn't have been. But fortunately, fortunately, um, nothing bad happened to me in those situations. Real fortunate because a lot of shit could have. And then when you really talk to women about shit they should be doing, like if you know you hanging out at a strip club in the hood and and you dress um like a slut nobody can't nobody say shit to you when you go to niggas hotel rooms at night and expecting you and this nigga drunk but you expecting nothing not to happen it's like women don't I, I don't know it, because it, we want all these rights. We want to be able to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Nobody can't tell us shit because we're equal and we have all these goddamn rights. But then when something happens, oh, they should have controlled themselves. And that's true. That's true. Listen, People however, have to be accountable, but we have to also be true. accountable of people's nature. And men, yes, we have to be realistic. That's the thing. If you want men's protection and provision, you have to use it responsibly and use it wisely. Um, unfortunately, there are predators out here. And I tell my daughters, and I, like I hear people with these, you know, feminist talking points and, oh, a woman should be able to walk outside naked if she wants and not no harm comes to her. Yeah, ideally she would. And in fairy tale land, she should be able to. Right. However, in the real world, that's not realistic. I still tell my daughters, you know, you have to be mindful of what you're doing, what you're with. You have to be. You are your first line of defense. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But we get in whatever situation and expect people to manage us. And I, I think it's crazy because we'll put ourselves in irresponsible ass situations, but we don't want to take any account for that. It's just what he did in a certain environment. And not even to say that that's because I don't want the uh, women, the sisterhood coming from me. Like that's the only way that it happens because of course that's just not the only way that it happens. But a lot of shit does happen when you put yourself in a lot of positions. If you at the goddamn club, you didn't got to a certain age. A lot of that shit should be out of your system already, especially if you're 30 years old. You ain't really got no business right. out there. Um, and we're not condoning poor behavior on the behalf no. of monster men. Like, that's absolutely despicable. We're just saying, like, there is a level of awareness that you have to have and a level of protection that you have to have for yourself. 
um, you do have to realize that there are like you can't go out into the jungle and just think, oh, I'm a woman and I'm going to be protected just off the strength of that. No, there are lions and tigers and bears. So you got to be mindful of that. That's absolutely true. And shout out to Des James for the super chat. Thank you so much, Des. Thank you, Des. Yeah. So um, do you want to open it up? Yes, indeed. Okay, let's drop the link. Hey, yo. Girl, this uh, topic has me low-key emotional. As you know. Oh, oh my God. You had, a, you had a, a comment highlighted where a gentleman said that how are women at the forefront when men are dying on the front lines? Um, that doesn't mean that women aren't at the forefront of the movement and they're being made the face of the movement, even if it's unintentional. And I don't, I'm not saying that it is, but... Um, Media always has an agenda. So for media to be, because I, I see men out there and I don't see them being highlighted in the ways that I see women out there. Maybe it's because there is some expectation mm -hmm. that men fight. Um, I saw there are like now patrolling Minneapolis, there's a group of brothers who are patrolling the streets of Minneapolis to ensure that no harm comes to black people. So, they, but they're not highlighting those situations. We have to use black media outlets to even find out that that's happening. Yeah. Um, Detroit 300. Sorry. Okay. Um, Bernard Riley says he believed that black women are protected. He said people are overreacting to viral videos. Most men will still intervene on behalf of women of a woman in danger. Um, mm -hmm. It I depends. I really think it depends on yeah. Um, circumstances because a majority of men that I've spoken to said if they saw a woman getting her ass beat by her boyfriend, they want no parts of it. They say they're not going to jump in. They say that the woman will end up going back to the man. Um, mm -hmm. They don't want to end up risking their own lives uh, for a woman that's going to end up back with a man. Um, but yeah. Marge, you have a point about the um, the videos that have gone viral. I do think, though, that it is. Also, but when you think about, um, go ahead, when Danielle, men go. say that they're not going. Oh, I was just going to say when um, when you hear men saying that they're. You cut out, Danny. In to where we're not ending up in situations where somebody's beating our ass and shit like that. But you never know. But most guys say they wouldn't jump in that. Um, we've seen quite a few viral videos that have been filmed, but this is the thing, Bernard. Um, there are a lot of things with black women that go viral and we still push those to the forefront um, as this, that that's the narrative. And so I kind of feel like both are narratives. Um, if you go to the ghetto and you go to the hood and you see hood rats, well, duh, that. But you know what, Danny? I'm sorry, you you cut out. Too. Rats in um, your building. Danny, you I see have a question for you. Go ahead. Regarding that, though, uh, you know, as a woman, as a black woman, you know, in a relationship with a black man, um, I do 
I want my fiance to think twice before he jumps into a situation like that, because it's important for him to come back home to me. So I don't want, you know, we talk about protection and how there should be just this blanketed protection for black women throughout the community. But I don't want, you know, my man jumping into no crazy mess and a woman fighting with her gangsta boo and he, you know, got a gun and not that, you know, he, I'm concerned about my man, but I, I want him to, 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 you know, think twice before getting in those types of situations. Because um, the black community ain't going to look out for me and be like, oh, her man lost his life, you know, fighting for a black woman. Sisters ain't going to pull together so that my mortgage can be paid. I, I, I'm, I, I'm conflicted on that. Um, because I, I feel like if a woman is getting hurt, Okay, I'll give you a specific example. Do you remember a few years back when a woman was on a train and she got stabbed to death and people took out their cell phones and started filming and shit? Do you remember that? Not when anyone got stabbed to death, but go ahead. What, what about it? Yeah, she got stabbed to death on a train. And I want to say somebody getting stabbed, but she she didn't die. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, when I saw that and people actually took out um cameras to film and it was men present nobody stepped in and um men were like well he had a knife and i'm not gonna risk my life i have a family to go home to but i don't want to say that woman did die I, I, for whatever reason I'm, I'm thinking that she did okay we may be thinking of two different things but go ahead yeah and so when it comes down to like life or death situations, um, I'm at a point because on one hand, if you're telling people not to fight for each other, if, if you're telling people not to fight for each other, and especially as it pertains to our own men, then you know, he could be putting his life at risk. Mm -hmm. something, something bad could happen to him. But and I'm then, not saying don't fight. I'm saying be strategic. Make sure that you know what you're getting into. Think twice. He's very analytical anyway. So he's going to be thinking about an exit. If this guy is with somebody else, if he has a crew that's beyond, like he he's like that anyways. But I think that it's important for you to analyze and assess the situation before getting involved is what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to let Mella in in just a second. I'm going to read this and I want us to answer this. Um, Evan G. Lyon says, is it normal or healthy for women to suspect all their male peers to be potential predators? Um, is it normal or healthy? I don't think that it is normal, um, nor do I think that it's healthy. I think that it creates additional division if we are looking at our mate, potential mates as, you know, predators. Um, I don't condone that. And I don't know that, um, I don't know, I don't know what percentage of black women look at black men like that. But I know that there is a narrative that I'm seeing being promoted that black men are predators. And I see a lot of black women buying into it. Um, mm. <sighs> When we talk about the sexual assault on black women and little girls, 
and then how many people they say that's how many women that they say that's actually been through it. And I want to say that I've read something like 90 something percent, 90 something percent. Um, if that's true, then I don't necessarily think. I think it it's like be. four or five and it's like four to six and 10. It's not 90 percent, but it's like okay. four out of every 10 women or something like that. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. But if you have a bunch of women or half the women that's experienced that and you have that half of women telling another half of women, I think that's what you're going to get. Just like when you come to the manosphere and you have a bunch of men who actually have very similar stories about what women have done to them, then you're going to end up coming to a conclusion I may need to watch myself. I may need to be a little bit more careful. I may need, may not need to put myself in a certain position right off until I get to know her or him a little bit better. So I'm not going to say that it's not necessary. I don't think it's normal, but I would say that it's healthy for people to have a natural suspicion of each other. I... <sighs> It's a hard thing for me to talk about, really. You said you think it is healthy for what people to have a natural suspicion of their own people? Yeah. That, that's um, what you said. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I'm not saying women should just be scared of men or um, not suspicious of men. I'm saying men need to be a little bit more suspicious too. We need to yeah. learn how to vet each other better. Yeah, see, I think vetting is different than you know, being suspicious of. I think, you know, suspicious is almost like they're you are assuming or you're you almost going into it as if, you know, they have ill intent. Um I, I, well, no, nah, I can't even say that. Um I think when you have women that have been really, really hurt and have never healed that pain, then you you will be naturally suspicious of of men. And it does sound like somebody that hasn't healed. But in the times that we're living in, I, I almost feel like it's every man for himself. And I hate okay. feeling I, I understand. And you, you have the right to feel like that. I just want to say this really quick and I'll shut up, Mel, and let you chime in. Um, it is around 25%. Um, so like one in every four women, black women have um, experienced sexual assault. Okay. I thought it was higher for some reason. Well, um, I'm on, I think the ACLU, an article on the ACLU, and they're saying 22%. So I don't know. And let me see how old this is. Yeah, the age uh, range is um, ACLU.org. Let me see how old they are. Do they do they clock um, the age ranges? And this is from January 28, twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. That's an important says, study. It says twenty two percent of Black women in the United States have experienced rape, and this is based on oh. Uh, let me read down to see. Well, it just says studies have shown they do cite their sources that 22% of black women in the United States have experienced rape. 
Um, mm. Yeah, and this is in the ACLU, ACLU.org. So, and this and is from January 2019. They cite this, or is this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. It's a, they go, they're talking about Centoya Brown and a bunch so, of other stuff in here. So, so every fourth woman I meet might be a rape victim. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deborah Lee really said that it mostly happens with stepfathers and boyfriends. Google mm. child stats. And mm. so when it does come down to um, but we we really can't say because men have also been victimized and that's not talked about enough. And we don't Very really true. Down to the bottom of we even fuck with them kids. And I don't you even know? think there are real numbers and real data because a lot no, of men, black men don't consider it rape. If they're 13 and they're having sex with an 18-year-old girl or a 20-year-old woman, they ain't they ain't reporting that. They don't consider that rape. So we don't even have real data to support how many young boys are assaulted. To be right. violated in any fashion, um, understandably results in ill behavior of the victim. The victim eventually becomes, uh, develops the mindset that everyone is a quote unquote opponent. And, and you know, so I can understand where um, Danny was referring to, it's safer to be distrustful. I, I can, I you know, considering that every fourth person. So up to say though. And I know, and I'm such an optimist. But we're not in a we're not in a safe place anymore. And I then that, that could get you hurt. It, I don't owe you protection. Then you know what? what? That is true. But I think in my and listen, my guy gets on me all the time about this. I see the good in everybody. I'm always like, oh, but that's a black brother. Like that's he like listen, like he there I had like very bad habits when we got together just like not locking my door and being so you know go to just all willy-nilly and just you know so rose colored glasses anyone (laughs) everybody has good intentions like it it was really sad but you know I'm glad that he was like "Uh uh-uh you gotta quit all up yeah it's um amazing how much a, a really good childhood will just bring out the fala la 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 feelings I in you. I live, I <laughs> it's amazing. And then you run across people that have been through the man. They've been through it and you would have never known based on how they conduct themselves um, oftentimes in a successful manner throughout uh, this thing called life. And and when they become your confidant and, and they confess some some really dark things you would have never guessed, you know? So I'm very proud of women that have freed themselves, uh, freed their psyche and, and confessed that they have experienced something that has altered their psyche. And they are searching to no longer imprison themselves with victimhood. And, and it, that's so important. And as far as perceiving that every man is a predator, that's not fair, you know? That's not fair to assess that everyone with, uh, uh, you know, with male genitalia by virtue of testosterone is just going to naturally be aggressive toward everyone and everything. That is not a fair assessment. I, uh, I know that for a fact. 
I, I know people who can control their monsterhood. Okay. I know people that can, you, it's not to say that they're not, it's to say they, they know when to implement it. And as far as women uh, right. thinking that we are old protection, I would say we owe our protectors the, we owe them sensibility. You don't put yourself in harm's way just because you got a backup, you know, and a Fair lot of women no. will, well, a lot of women will talk that smack just because they got a backup. You know, they got some big cornbread, wonderful loving man at home that's willing to do anything and, and you know, for her. And here she is talking smack to everybody, you know, agitating people on purpose because she has a backup. That is irresponsible behavior. So I say the word of the day is resentment. As, as those behaviors have evolved over generations like well my brothers will look out for me my husband will look out for me my uncles and and this neighbor over here and that neighbor eventually they get tired of being placed in harm's way because of some woman's foolishness in in developing a concept well i got a backup so i could talk shit that's just not cool so i i won't say that they're obligated to protect us I will say that we're at the crossroads of resentment, you know, you know, resentment avenue versus obligation lane. It's like, yeah, on the one hand, it it is a a very noble undertaking to defend your woman. At the same time, on the resentment boulevard, it's like, look, you can't just be put me in all, all these crazy ass situations just because you know I could kick somebody's ass. Exactly. You, you, just because you know I carry a gun, just because you know I got a, a legion of bros that's ready to take on damn near army if, if I make the call. You, you just cannot be that irresponsible as a woman. And a lot of women have actually taken for granted that men are going to protect them to the point where it's been uh devalued you know the the i the noble concept of protecting mm, it's just an expectation has become devalued yeah it's it's it, the entitlement is uh was so outrageous that now it's it's is decreasing in value there there's no man in his right mind that wants to see a woman get a only those sick brothers want to see women punished like they use the word punished uh mm -hmm. I'm not going to say other, I'm not trying to trigger people. So I'm not going to say all these other words, but, but if you listen to how they communicate, there are brothers that actually believe women deserve to be quote unquote punished. I'll just leave it that way. And, yeah, and, and, and those are the sick minded let me ask ones. Let me ask yes. you a question. Yes, yeah, sister George. I won't necessarily refer to it as punishment as more than I would refer to it as consequences. Mm, I've heard punishment. Um, hood generations can be, it, it's like a curse. Your mom Consequences. See, Sister George, consequences are when you uh, go over the speed limit. You get a traffic ticket. No. You know, punishment is getting your ass beat. No, what I'm saying to you is consequences would be like if you had four baby daddies, uh, five kids, four baby daddies, and you looking for somebody to wife you up or 
Um, and not to say that that can't happen because it does, but um, when you're looking for somebody to wipe you up, when you're looking for somebody to treat you a certain way, it's almost like we don't feel like there should be a hierarchy of that happens. And if you have a woman that has worked her ass off and has um, made a way for herself and then she gets married and her and her husband has kids and she's protected all the way, I feel like she deserves that. Um, when you have women that have made bad choices and continuously has made bad choices, sometimes she doesn't get the protection that she feels like she's entitled to. And there has to be, well, I feel like we're getting our answer for that. And these niggas are saying, fuck y'all. You made your bed, lie in it. You figure it out. Well, that's called punishment. Well, I don't I know if that's to, necessarily punishment. To me, that's well, to, to have a child that you can't afford with a man that's not going to be around. Those children are being punished. I, I guess it depends on how you look at it, but I did want to say this, Mella. You just said something that um, made me pay attention, made me think of something. Um, I think that there are two, there are far too few instances of black men stepping up to protect women that is not highlighted. I was reading a story where there was a woman, I think this was in Rikers, and um, like an inmate like slashed her face. The other inmates beat him so bad. He had a concussion. He had to be hospitalized. Like these are inmates in the jail and they're assisting a jailer. You know what I mean? These are all black men. So there are far too many instances. I read another um, story where um, there was a guy who um, stepped, oh, there was a girl and there were um, three guys following her home and she walked up to a guy who just looked like a nice guy and whispered in her ear, could you please walk with me and act like you're my boyfriend? And he did it and it was a black man. So we don't hear about those instances when black men are stepping up and protecting women because it's almost like, well, that's what you're supposed to do when we're taking it for granted. They are extending their protection and that's something that, you know, they are quite frankly, risking their lives to do in it, many situations. So we should be more grateful for it. It's rare in my community that a black man is just going to let a black woman fall to the wayside of uh, mistreatment. It's, it's, I've, I have yet to see it. Um, so those aren't high, those instances aren't highlighted one uh, for one factor how can I say this without being rude? For one factor, a lot of our people want to ride the wave of sensationalism and it, it's more appealing to find out the ratchet stuff that's going on as opposed to, uh, the, you know, what is heroic and, and uh, truly worth notating as, a, as heroic features of black men. The heroic features of black men are so rarely emphasize you got to research it you have to like it's almost like, like you gotta you you and come across the design, article by though. happenstance that's by design yeah the they media don't want black men yeah exactly as heroes and what, what if exactly. the tables were reversed though because i've also seen a lot of stories where black women and a lot of black men are black heroes men. i'm here to speak that i agree wholeheartedly a lot of black men are heroes but i've seen stories where black men are assaulted by black women 
um, black men, like I was, uh, there's a story and I know this is like, this was in the media. So a lot of you are probably familiar. There was a story, I think two years ago or maybe 2017, 2016, where a, a woman um, was playing with a gun and there were two guys in the car with her and the guy was like, hey, hey, I don't feel comfortable the way you playing with that. And she's like, there, it doesn't have any bullets in it. And she pulled it up and she um, chambers around and she didn't realize, you know, cause she didn't have the clip in it. She chambers around and she shoots the guy and she got off with six months in, you know, in prison. So what if what if black men started taking those stories of black women assaulting them and or doing them harmful and just made us out to be these monsters that they should also fear? Um, Y'all do realize we're in. I don't want to say, but y'all do realize where we're at in this Internet space, right? <laughs> don't say that. Because they're not making us out to be monsters that should be feared. Let me show you some channels that do. Listen, I knew you were going to go there. Retract that statement. I haven't heard them say. See Rose wearing a rose colored glasses again. I heard them say like that, you know, there there should be a fear of us. Now, I've heard them say some pretty bad things about us. But I'm talking about the fact that, you know. We, okay, never mind. We got never the quote. Mind. We I'm got done. the quote. Okay. Strike, strike that from the record. Let me let me hush. <laughs> Y'all awful. Girl, I got some channels. No, we're not. We're awfully factual. <laughs> Mm -mm. We're yeah. awfully factual. You're monsters. They're I'm locking my nose too. Strike it away. And, and I'm like, and, oh, they're talking about and, me. And, that, <laughs> and that's what resentment will cause. Uh, that's the division that you speak of, C. Rose, because that will, um, we all have heard the um, complaint that for 30 some odd years, black women have been saying that black men ain't ish, you know, and now it's their turn. I've literally heard them say this. And when I say them, I, I intentionally am not mentioning names. Perhaps some of you are familiar with the lingo. Now it is our turn. It's time for men to speak and so on and so forth. And there have you. Tell me if no one has heard of these terms and uh, sentences. So it's not that the narrative isn't going around to intentionally demonize women. They have found all types of uh, references and they have confessions. They See, have, I understand, uh, like, okay, I don't I don't condone the character assassinations, but I feel like when we're talking about character, that's one thing. But when you're talking about when you're talking about someone is so aggressive that you know you should you be leery of any black man that you come around, that is the narrative that that the white man gave us. And I, I feel like I have a problem with that. So if we're talking about the character of black men and you know, even when we're talking about the protection piece, I get that. But to try to push this notion that, you know, they are of such concern that, you know, we're concerned about them taking our lives and anyone that we come across, we should be leery of. That is white supremacy. Like that is a white supremacy talking point. And that's what bothers me. I agree. That is a, that is a talking point used to uh, keep us divided, you know, to make sure that we view one another as opponents. And it's sad when people fall for it, but it does happen. Hopefully so, we're gaining through, through these conversations, we're becoming more insightful as to when something is 
when people, some people are over, more overzealous with their message than others, hopefully. People will understand that. Yeah, that's true. That is really, really true. Oh, I, I got to get question. out of here. I have a question. I'm, a, I'm, I'm visiting and... I got to get out of here in a few. I got about maybe 10 minutes. Okay. okay. Well, I have a question before you leave, Mella, and for you too, Danny. So when we talk about protection, and I think that we're all on the same page. Well, I think that there's been a consensus throughout the Black community that Black women are protected to the degree that they would like to see. Um, so what are our alternatives? Are we suggesting that you know women pay for protection and we have some sort of um, security force within our communities? Are we suggesting that women go out and, you know, get their own protection and learn how to protect themselves, take self-defense classes? Like what alternatives should we be looking at if this is, if, if there isn't going to be any change to the status quo? All those are proactive measures. I endorse it. Yes. Um, I feel like those uh, measures are good, but um, to add on to that, um, stop fucking with dudes who won't protect you when you need protection. Stop putting yourself in positions to where you're going to need a certain type of protection. Um, to me, those are um, really big things that we do. And then, you know, we turn around and we look for somebody else later. So I think um, when we stop doing those two things, um, if we can, because as far as like the living situation, it might be harder for some than others to move out of the hood and into a decent neighborhood. But we definitely have the options of to who we open our legs to. And so... Um, when it comes down to all this situation shit, bullshit, and just fucking and friends with benefit shit, and you're not really, you're not getting it for the women. You're not really getting anything out of it. Um, I think we need to be more careful with our vaginas. And I think that will make a big difference. Now, if you five by five, I don't really know. I don't know what to tell you, but. Yeah, make better decisions with your vagina. I think that helps out a lot because if you deal with a man that you want to deal with that wants to be with you, that wants to care for you, and that does care for you and love you and respect you, he'll protect you. Bars. Respect respect is the factor. But, yeah, um, you know what? Yeah, and my hashtag has always been say no to promiscuity. A man only respects what Facts. he finds value in and and a, a man does not find value in oftentimes there are men that marry you know somebody that they just met and screwed and they live in happily ever after <laughs> uh john legend um <laughs> you know you know they from what i understand they did it like on on site you know and and he was just so enchanted with her that eventually they have this wonderful family. But that's an exceptional situation. For the most part, men don't respect promiscuity. That's what prostitutes are for. And who respects a prostitute? You know, they tried to produce this uh, movie called Pretty Woman. That's not authentic. That's not an authentic male perspective. 
as to how uh, promiscuity is to be viewed. The, the, you know, um, first of all, men hold themselves accountable to each other. How is he supposed to explain that to his friends? Yeah, I married a hoe. They're not going to do that. You know, so I my hashtag has been for quite some time. Say no to promiscuity. And you're not missing, you know, women that think, oh, if I don't give him some, then he going to leave me. Well, if he's putting you through those that type of shit test, he ain't shit. Let him go. He's going to give you headache in the future. Don't don't fall for a man's shit test. Mm. Say no to promiscuity. And with that, I'm out. It was a pleasure with you ladies as always. Peace and blessings. Thank you. I'll Thank talk you, to you Sunday. for coming out. Okay, bye. Have a good weekend. All right, ladies, let me say this quickly because I know Miss Regis here. Um, when you talk about protection, Mr. Faulkner, show me a video of a small group of black men. I don't know if it's in New York or Washington, D.C. They are armed and protecting their neighborhoods right now as we speak. So as much as we're watching this on YouTube, we're only on YouTube. We're not out here finding if any man is taking initiative, either in small groups trying to protect the neighborhood. So I can't really say that because you'll see our video is not there. There is some protection. But we're not going to find it through somebody's going to record it and put it out there. No, that ain't going to work like that. So you got to be in the neighborhood and search out the men that actually have that sort of protection in the community. Well, someone in the chat just said that, you know, other women outside of married women should call 911 for protection. I, I caution against calling 911 unless it is an emergency situation. So if someone is, if you just, you're unsure, but, you know, someone, unless it's a situation that you're sure of, that's the only time that I will call 911. Like I, you know, am now at a point where my last resort is calling the police. And why is that concrete? Because I don't want to see another black man dead. I don't want to see an innocent black man be gunned down, um, you know, unjustly. I, I just don't want to see that. Of course, if you're a woman and there's someone following you and it's dark, I'm not talking about those types of situations. I'm talking about situations that can be helped, situations where there is an alternate. I'm talking about weaponizing the police in, in situations where you absolutely don't have to. I'm talking about you mad at your boo because, you know, he didn't come home till two in the morning and you want him out. So you call the police like I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you know, um, concrete, you know, a lot of women don't mind that nowadays. See if police and that's a problem. Back. They say, you know, if he dies, they find it orgasmic to see that. Uh, where do you get that from, Chaos? <laughs> right. Hey, 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 Mr. Research. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I'm at work. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you. Did you need to wait to chime in? Yeah, we all got to sit here and talk like this. <laughs> Shut up, Danny. No, no, I got like a four second delay. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, this, this is just how I normally talk. I'm in my office, but, um, 
here's the funny thing. I ask you ladies, we've all seen Indian women get beat with sticks. We've all seen Chinese women get beat by their men. So my question to you ladies, just on an intellectual level, why don't we see these women publicly shaming their men when we have video proof that their men are extremely physically violent to them? The consequences for them are different. I think that they'll be ostracized by their communities. And then the difference is those men own their communities. Um, they build their communities. They built their communities. Our shit is mostly owned by somebody else. And when you own and control and you actually have a patriarch, you get to do those kinds of things and nobody gets to say whatever. Now, if you'll notice, um, those women are speaking out now, but they come here to talk shit. They don't get to talk shit in those countries like that. Consequence. I've seen. But I guess my point is this. When you don't have. But I guess my point is this. When, when you don't see a lot of black males doing those type of things, even though they don't run stuff here. I just want to try to understand where is the need for all this public complaint to the highest level that it is when you ladies earlier said they could just walk away and stop dealing with those type of dudes. But it seems like it's a fascination to publicly kill the image of black sons even their own black sons. When you deal with a beast of a woman, and I mean a beast, and I mean this bitch didn't been through hell and back and she don't give a fuck. And if it comes down to her or those fucking kids, it's going to be her every time. Somebody did that to her. Somebody did it to that person. And these are generational curses that keep repeating themselves. You're looking for this woman to be a great mother, wife, whatever, when she doesn't have that in her anymore. So when it comes down to sacrificing kids, she don't give a fuck. She don't care. And, 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 and it's a sad reality because we don't want to see our women like that. We don't want to think that our women are just that callous and vicious and treacherous to somebody that she pushed out of her own body. We don't want to see our women like that. The sad reality is there are some women like that. Not all. And I don't even think it's the majority. I would say if out of 100% say about 15% are that type of callous. But you do have some. I'm not sure if he was waiting for me to answer the question, but um, I think that 
I'm sorry. There was the first part of his, his comment that I forgot to that quick. Oh, Wait, when he I'm going to shout out to Leo Anthony for the super chat. He said, don't forget to celebrate Juneteenth, Black people. Um, Thank you. Mr. Research, yeah. what was the part of your comment that you said about something that myself and Danny pointed out? The part where women in the plantation community, they don't want to just walk away. That's something honorable black women and black men will do. It seems like they want to publicly demean, publicly shame. I mean, even if it hurts their own son, it seems like they want to put out this narrative oh, yeah. that they can't control at the end of the day. And I keep coming on y'all show and saying black women are getting pushed out of the workforce and now they have to beg massa to get a man job now you don't have a lot of women in feminine jobs no more so i guess my my question was why not just walk away and go get the quality dudes and i think sister george mm -hmm. said go get the quality dudes i think that black women that's what it was i wanted to say that black women are hoping that you know they can by public by you know this whole public outcry regarding um, the needs that you know we as women have that aren't being met by black men, i.e. protection, um, that they can shame them into doing what they want them to do. Um, I know that there is a narrative in this space that's often pushed that black women can't date anyone else. Nobody else wants the black woman. And, you know, I'm not saying that there might be not be some truth to that, but I don't think that black women want to go anywhere else. I think that black women want to be with black men. I think that black women want things to stay the way that they have always been where the black woman is in control. So I think that she's hoping that by shaming him, that he will acquiesce and, you know, give the protection that she desires and everything else that, you know, she's requesting. Okay, here's the funny thing. So when, when we talk about this protection, yes, many ladies speak for us marching on the microphone, and that's a great thing, 20%, 30%, and it's growing. But when we're in the workforce, they don't speak. When they in these churches, they marginalize the, these dudes. And there's so many other avenues where the dudes are not able to grow in unison as, as the women claim. And so it causes a lot of these dudes to get fascinated by these non-ADOS who come around and they just treat that dude like a human. Now, I will admit, there's some dudes that ain't on point, but we're at this thing, and I told y'all before, it's the great separation. We're dealing with that old 70s, 80 way of thinking. It ain't it ain't cool no more. You got to be able to treat a black woman like a human. Got to be able to treat a black man like a human. And when you got a woman just expecting a dude to be a servant or you got a dude just expecting a woman to follow blindly for a dude that can't even lead a duck out of water. We, we ain't doing that no more. And both of those groups are now crying foul while everybody else is moving on. If you notice, it's the people who are producing and succeeding that don't have the complaints that the lower level people have. What are y'all thoughts? I think you bring about a good point. Bring about a really good point. Um, I don't have any, I don't disagree with that. 
I think that the lower tier men aren't, you know, being vocal about it. First of all, um, they're, I think that the lower tier men aren't being vocal about it because um, they don't, they don't really care. I think that they're not going to change their behavior. Um, no matter what black women say, they are going to continue being lower tier men, non-producing men. And, you know, they don't care what the black woman says. I think though, primarily the black woman's message is for the productive thinking man. I think that, you know, we are seeing more black men take their resources to other communities and, you know, Obviously, we don't like that. Um, and, you know, we our, our, our message is for you all, not necessarily the lower tier men. We know he ain't going nowhere. Nobody want him. Um, we talking to y'all, you know? So th that's my thoughts on it. Okay, I just feel like it's sad because it's like um, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it self-destruct. I'm not even watching outside sources do it no more. I'm watching it all self-destruct and it's like even in in this space that you guys have joined in behind the scenes most of these dudes don't have jobs and that's that's another thing that's always funny for a lot of us when uh me and uh, dr d Durrell was talking the other day you got people mad at people who are successful you got people how many people you think don't have jobs in the space? Like out of all the men, like let's say you got 300 men, how many you think don't have jobs? I'm not the type of person to call out names, but let me give you an example. Not even names, just like a percentage. A percentage? I say about 90% of these dudes don't have work. 90? Wow. Yeah, I'm very okay. serious. And, and look, I've been around wow. since 07. That's a lot. I've been around since 07. The person that are reflected on this panel and in the chat does not reflect. Well, let me say this. Most of your popular dudes have said time and time again that YouTube is all they do. So that in itself, you can say that maybe YouTube is your hustle slash business because it's really not a career. If YouTube changes its platforms or decides to be a channel, the money making is over with. Uh, you know, wait a minute. There, there was uh, Miss J had a point up there. Well, had something up there that she was asking where there was a comment that was highlighted of Miss J's, and she asked um, why women are continuing to cry and complain about there being a lack of protection instead of going where there is protection. And I, um, yeah, I do see a lot of women whining and complaining. I mean, I have no complaints because I feel extremely protected. Um, I, but I want to know where is the protection that Miss J is speaking of? Like where, where is the protection, the community protection and provisions that we can go and see? Um, I'm first just of interested all, to know. First of all, those are homeowners, guys that are homeowners, landowners. When you have homeowners or landowners, you therefore have revenue for your lawyer. Basically anybody that can lawyer protect you, let it, a physical protection is, a, is third. If a person can lawyer protect you, accountant protect you, then therefore everything you do under that umbrella, you know, you got a great lineage. You got a great long term situation. Mm -hmm. It used to be where women used to go for doctors and lawyers and architects. Now that's hated in the plantation community. I thought she was talking about physical protection. But See, everybody always try to make it physical, but 
it, it, for physical is really not true protection because uh, you can hire muscle. You can hire goons. You got people who are weak and five foot but Mexicans. That can I think protect. That, that, that the conversation is being had at a base level because I highlighted some of the screenshots from different platforms that I saw um, these threads taking on, like one girl was saying, I had a guy put a gun in my face in a room full of people and nobody flinched. Um, I had an Uber driver who grabbed his penis uh, until he was visibly aroused while I was sitting in the passenger seat. You know, they're, they're just going on and on. And it's about like they're talking and highlighting situations where physical, like the physical protection of another man um, could potentially have, you know, changed okay. the, 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 um, let me, let me just say this because I, I see Roger here. L let me just say this quickly. You got that same demographic happening in the Chinese community in America, the Indian community in America, and nobody says nothing. If you're not and abroad, if you're not part of that person's family, you're just another human being. And what the black community doesn't realize when you allow it to be popular to demonize each other now you're expecting some type of protection or honor but i say to you again in the workforce women get black men fired and blocked more than anything and black men all know it you can ask them 13 black men right now they'll tell you the same thing so if if marching and getting on the on a microphone is the only protection that we're getting, then yeah, you might have 25, 40% of dudes who will defend that stranger woman, but you got way too many dudes who have been hurt where it counts financially yeah. by a black woman. And now he's just looking at her like a regular human. I just want to say too, and then I'll let Roger go. I'm sorry, I'll be real quick. I was really saddened to see I, I wasn't I wasn't sad about women speaking their truth and speaking their experiences, but I, like the responses that I saw to it from black men, it was kind of sad. Like I, one guy was saying all these bees do is log in and tweet about how they don't feel protected by black men, black men. Another guy said black men will be protected or will black women will be protected when they listen and submit themselves to black men. Um, black men should. um they think the, they think we're Batman and just it was just a whole bunch of stuff. But it, it, I was kind of, you know, saddened by some of the responses that I saw. Um, it, it's just I feel like that us that the fact that we are like shifting our focus to this is creating further division at the worst possible time. And I'll shut up. OK, well, I'll jump Good in. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth hey, to everyone out there. You know, I hope Juneteenth is going very well for, for each of you. Uh, and and I'm only only got a few minutes, but, you know, I might be able to possibly jump in later, but I'm out here working too. And, and my money's about to be affected. I ain't going to stay on here while my money's been affected. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so you actually I, I'm, have I'm, a job? I work seven days a week. Oh, so you're in the. <laughs> She's being sarcastic. <laughs> Stop it. No, no, I, I know, I know, I know, but I'm just throwing it out there. I actually do work seven days a week because that's. Well, you, you know, might be you, in somebody, some, somebody told me a long time ago if you ain't making money, you're losing it. You know, and I believed them when they told me. So I work seven days a week. That's just what I personally do. I, I take days off when there's, there's like 
family events or, you know, there's a reason for it. Outside of that, I'm going to work seven days a week, but that's just me. Um, but when it comes to protection, uh, if, if, it, if you're talking about on a uh, level of protesting, protesting is not protection. At the end of the day, protests don't change anything. I know people want it to change things, but it doesn't. Even when, when like most people focus on Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King didn't actually change anything. I respect Martin Luther King for what he did because he put his life on the line for his people. But when you talk about effective change, what did he solve? Absolutely nothing. There was something going on behind the scenes. White folks had an economic reason to uh, to deal with civil rights. They wanted the money from the black community to be transferred mm. into the white community because black people performed too well when they were segregated. And the only way to stop that was to allow black people to shop with white folks. So yes, I honor what Martin Luther King put his life on the line for, but did he actually solve anything? The answer is no, because white folks saw what they need to do economically and they made a change and they just gave credit to Martin Luther King. So niggas wouldn't look at nothing. So he didn't change anything. You know what I'm saying? White folks change things when their money, when they're getting affected with their money or, or with their lives. You start taking white people's Agreed. lives, stuff will, ch stuff will change. You mess with their money too much, stuff will change. That's yep. why you had the Civil War. Wasn't about slavery as far as should black people be slaves or not. No, it was a it was a, a economic issue between the North and the South. They couldn't come to terms. Therefore, they went they went to uh they went to kill each other because money was affected. Nobody cared about the slaves actually being free for the sake of the slaves. So now when it comes to women protecting black men, no, you can't protect us through begging another people to treat us nicely. That's never gonna be yeah, anything we that's ever gonna be effective. That's not what we no, were I'm insinuating at all, Roger. We were just saying uh black are black women being made the face of this movement. But hold on, uh, of Roger. Course, of but, course but, they are. But but hold on, Roger. Oh, Chris, go ahead, Chris, Mr. Can they can they protect you by hiring you and your son when they when they get a leg up the way granddad hired hired them and their and, and their mother? That would make a lot of sense because the more money I have access to, the more I can do things to protect them. Well, would that be a form of, of a protection for you and, and your lineage, knowing that you can rely on another ADOS person like that? Oh, absolutely. That that's okay. a teammate. That's a teammate. You know what I'm saying? And and I know my team. A lot of black folks don't know which, which team they own, and they think it's about individuals. But every every other group of people in America actually knows what team they're on. Black people need to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Because we're the only ones that don't know we on the same team, like it or not. Now, when it comes down to uh to physical protection, uh, in my opinion, black women are overly protected. You know what I'm saying? Because they get protection from they, they will call the police on the men they get into it with. They have no issue doing that. Police have no issue taking a black man to jail if they find any reason to be able to do so. So you can't say they, they're not protected as far as being able to call the police. They'd love to take a man to jail if he's black. So that's always going to be there. Can women talk to certain people that they know, friends, family members, and they come attack another black man just off the strength of what they said? Absolutely. So they don't lack protection there. Now, if they're just walking down the street and something at random happens to them, will the average black man jump up and do something about it? Absolutely. The average black man has jumped up to protect black women that we see are totally in the wrong. Because from a general, from a general standpoint, if a man hits a woman, another man will hit him. They can actually watch that woman hit that man. And they still oh. will jump at that man if that man hits that woman. So black women get protection. Sure, you can well, find. That's true, Roger. That's true, Roger. Now, 
this is the the thing that I wanted to bring up, right? So when April Mason had came forward with the stuff that supposedly happened to her cousin, probably wasn't mm-hmm. true, whatever, whatever have you. Black men went on um, because she was out seeking protection. And black men were like, we ain't fucking. What you need protection with me? I, I don't need you know the protection. What? Of course a lot of don't black men said that. Who fucking. The majority of black oh, no, no, men. I, I understand why a lot of black men. Stuff very similar to that. A lot of black men have have been have do that based on what women tell them. See, women create bad situations for themselves. You go around saying you're strong, independent, and don't need no man. As soon as as soon as you you make you convince a man that you're strong and independent, don't need no man, he ain't gonna look to protect you. Men don't protect yeah, but, men that need to be protected. But wait a minute, because April Mason was really really pushing the femininity stuff, and uh, really really. Let me finish my point. Because April Mason had a lot of black men that were riding with her. As long as she was talking about these bitches, oh, we riding with her. As soon as April opened her mouth and said, where's the protection? I need protection. Niggas looked at April Mason like she had lost her fucking mind. Y'all don't remember that? I remember it. I, I remember, I you, but I, I think it was the way I think it was her approach and how she was doing it and basically demanding um that you know so you gotta black ask men come to the rescue of her. <laughs> no, I don't think that, but I think it was her, her approach was all wrong. Like she was off. And then like I know people who work for that police department, and there's a lot of speculation of whether or not things happen the way her cousin cousin alleged they happened. It's all it was all a ruse. I'm, Whether let me, let me all, say this because no, no, but this is the problem. Well, that's okay, important. Well, if it was a rule, should men Can I get a few words in before I have to go? Because I got go what I'm saying is the face of what information was okay, Roger. Okay, yeah, this, this is my thing. First of all, April Mason specifically attacked good men, she made that clear. That's who she was talking to. So she attacked good men. Good men already protect women. So to specifically make it about good men was super stupid. Point blank, period. Second of all, she she said a story that for any man with common sense, we basically figured the story didn't make sense at all. I understand you got heated because your your cousin came to you with a story. And you just, I'm not going to even say you was a dumb woman. I'm going to say you was a concerned woman about your cousin. You got told some BS, and because of your concern for your cousin, you came out and you made that first really stupid video. But the problem with April Mason was she made the second video. You see what I'm saying? If she made that stupid video because she was, yeah, she was overly (laughs) excited the first time, and I can give you a pass because your your cousin told you some BS that you was dumb enough to believe, but I understand from an emotional standpoint, you're just going to let that, you're going to accept that from, you know what I'm saying? Because this is your family member that you love, so you accepted some BS. I get that the first time, but when she made the second video, man, anybody trying to hit nothing you, you talking about because the story was stupid in the first place, and you should have been checking into what the truth actually was, and the fact that the police now want to ask a whole bunch of questions to your cousin, that already told us what we need to know. The story didn't make sense. Now the police want to investigate your cousin. 
we we know but, your cousin is you know didn't have a protection yeah, issue and, at and, all. And, and don't get me wrong. I totally, totally, totally understand that. But initially, when she said it, she did receive that kind of pushback before the story was fully known as to what was going on. But when she initially came out and said something, she did uh demand for protection in a certain way. And I'm not saying she was right about it, but if she went through that situation and what she was supposed to be uh, representing was a feminine woman and what, and I'm saying prior to everything being known, just prior to everything being known, if she was supposed to be the rep representation of a feminine woman and black men, told the feminine woman, Nah, girl, you better take your ass. Where that nigga you was fucking? Where he at? Where your fiance? Where your man at? Where? He... So it was just interesting to me. Okay, so my I understand what you're saying. So my I've never been an April Mason fan. So my homeboy Roger report. Uh, we we we've been knowing each other since third grade. He just uh pops up. Hey Q, man, man, the feds got me, man. Man, come come and get me up out of here, man. <laughs> come on, man. Look, and look, I love Roger Report since the third grade. That's my dude. But my first question is, homie, you where? <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to tell you. And see, I've never been an April Mason. Yeah, I've never been an April Mason fan. Never really followed her. But I actually did watch that video when this came up. The first video she made was stupid. I'm smart enough to give her a pass because I understand there was emotion involved. But once you made the second video, I, I can't, there's nothing I can say to help you. You know what I'm saying? Because you stood on some stupidity when you had time to think about it. You know what I'm saying? I understand the first you know one, you an idiot. You know, it's emotions. But, but my thing is, when you can't demand protection from people that you don't respect, and from a general, yeah. or from, from generally, black women don't have a general respect for black men. And now you want to demand protection from the dudes you don't respect. And but that's a no-no in the first Mason, place. As an attractive woman, she's used to herself being able to garner protection. And she thought that, you know, because of who she is, that she could also, in turn, demand for protection for her cousin. And I didn't know somebody in the chat was saying she was saying black men should also pull together to buy her cousin a car and making these other crazy assertions <laughs> regarding what black men should do. She's taking it a little okay. far. Come on, sis. Well, I, hey, I have a few I don't minutes. Make I just it, wanted to... This about April. I want to make... I don't make this about April Mason because I don't know her well enough. I know the first video was dumb because I looked at it and I know the second was even stupider. And I'm going to say this. If you want protection from men, you first of all, you might want to respect them. And we know black women generally don't respect men. There's a social contract that a lot of sisters nowadays do not follow. Therefore, they don't get what they're supposed to have. Men has, are supposed to be leaders, protectors, and providers. The woman's half is you're supposed to be loyal, have good character, and be of good company. And the average black man, regardless of where he ranks, as far as financial, looks, or whatever the case is, black men do not see black women as loyal, having good character, or being of good company. If you want protection, that's fine. Fulfill your end of the social contract, you'll probably get it. If you refuse to do that and continue to refuse to do that, Stop asking for part of the contract when you don't do your end. I don't go to, I would never go to a job and say, you need to pay me for this job I did if I did not do the work. I never do that. And I, I think most men would never do that. If they take a contract for something, 
They're going to do the work, then demand the money. They're not going to demand the money without doing the work. So women got to do their part if they want protection. If they don't like the terms that black men give on how on how to receive protection, then you need to come up with a way to protect yourself. Because when you ask someone else to do something, you're going to have to deal with their terms. Simple as that. They are, and I got to go they already, yeah, they already have. They they already they already have. Um, and I mentioned this before. Sisters have successfully become their own political constituency. So you, by default, have more political power than than brothers do. And as a result of this, you have far more power to protect yourselves than we do. Uh, I don't know if you haven't noticed. It's usually the death of a black man, which spurs like a woman-led political movement to enforce social change, which also coincidentally is funded by dudes like George Soros. You see, so there's actually a machine at work here and we're like kind of not acknowledging it. And we're also not acknowledging who's actively involved in it, who's, who's hedging it for their own uh, political agendas, you know? And so when we ask this question, we ask it without acknowledging the, the fucking 800 pound gorilla sitting in the room. Okay. Um, the, 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 the face of this is sisters because sisters chose this. Yeah. I mean, how do, how do we not, how do we not see that this was, and we and this know was, that the this strings was, are being this, pulled. Well, well, and, but, but see, you can pull strings. You have to be a, a willing participant. Right. This is where the intelligence and all I get that I overplay the intelligence thing. Right. I, I guess it's a virtue. But um, when we think critically, though, we can we can clearly observe here that there's willing participants in this who look just like you two sisters right here that are on this panel. No, no, no. I was talking about regarding the financial backing of George Soros. And, you know, yeah. that's what I was referring well, to. And, I, and I'm saying there's like it's it's open duplicity. It's like it's right in our faces. I, I got, how do, how do, very duplicitous. You can't in one breath say I don't need a man, and then in the next breath say I need protection. Well, and then in the next breath, and then in the next breath, and then and then in the next breath, hedge your political agenda on uh, on, on on on. So do y'all really feel? And this is an honest question. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Um, do y'all feel that black women still have the attitude of I don't need a man? Well, yes. I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's clearly obviously you, you don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that, I that's too. that's clearly obvious. You okay. don't. I mean, it's it's a choice if you want one or not. Ronald Reagan made that possible. Ronald Reagan. Made well, it. I mean, whatever. This is my thing, dude. Like whoever makes it possible. You again, you have to willingly participate. That's that's the thing. So I look at the participation as the impetus and all the motivation in the world. And I say, OK, well, you didn't have to do it, but you did. So, oh, all right. I guess that's how you feel. So we're at a time now where now you guys, you guys see yourselves as um, basically achieving the goal. You got you it. Can, women can't be very aggressive towards men as they can stand up and fight against us and then want us to stand up and fight for them when, they're, well, when I, the tables are turned. Well, here's this thing. My, my whole angle on this, and I'm going to keep it short because I, I got to run. I got to go clock back in. My whole angle on this is that we're actually way past that part of the argument. Like what you're seeing now is the actual the actualization of, of, a, of, a, of a sister led political um, political constituency. 
it, it, everything everything about BLM and the whole movement right now is being is being publicized. If you read some of the articles that have been coming out about it, about who the foundations, the philanthropy foundations, the Soros's, the yeah. um, I'm trying a to remember the negative uh, press. Uh, so there's, uh, where, there's a few of the them. Funds are being they're funneling cool. funds into them, and now there's there's initiatives that these are all like bills and agendas and all that stuff that are now being funded and being pushed through uh, the halls of legislation. Okay, so this is a this is a political machine now. And that's what I mean. It's like, okay, we're asking the question maybe about 10, 15 years too late. So, yeah. The horse is out the stable right now. This is a situation that happened 25 years ago, and now we're seeing the effects of it. This and is I mean, I'm not, even being, I'm not even being hypothetical with this. Like, I'm being dead ass. Like, just look at... Look at who's who just pumped like I think like a hundred million dollars. Mm. Um, it was wow. two. It was two foundations. One philanthropy uh, foundation, and then I think it was another one that's back has backing by Soros, and then uh, a, a couple of other organizations. So collectively, they just dumped a hundred million dollars behind BLM. Okay, wow. so when so when Cot does the same thing, where are our black voices saying this about Cot? You know, I have a, my question is, I, 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 I don't agree with everything um, that BLM stands for. Um, I absolutely understand that there is, I understand that they are part of a bigger agenda. Um, but I don't know what other resource we have that has a voice as loud as BLM. Exactly. That, that's that's where I'm one confused. Thing, like, one, what other resource do we have that we could utilize to, uh, you know, fight for um, justice for our people, like other than BLM? One thing I learned as a conservative is that you may not like the message, but try to get as most of the pie for your people and your immediate family as possible. It doesn't matter whether Soros is bankrolling it. This is the first in a lifetime thing where you got mayonnaise people fighting for dark skin causes. I'm willing to take it. And 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 I understand because you know I, I saw an article that was published that showed that BLM, uh, like a lot, a large portion of, uh, you know, that they basically support the Democrats and the Democrats and they're backing the blue and um, not backing the blue, but supporting the Democrats in, in various different ways. And I. You know, I don't think that everybody has the understanding that there is a um, that they have a political agenda. Uh, however, I don't know, like I said, you know, what other option we have for fighting for our people. I mean, we could do it individually, but I do think that having a organized force um, to do it with and I, I'm not the NAACP or the Rainbow Coalition. I, I, I wash my hand with those. Um, but I do think that we need an organized uh, force to do it with. Well, you know, one thing that we have to really be smart about is that they say they're fighting for us with the BLM. But under that BLM, you see Asians saying racism, you seeing gays saying racism, you seeing white women saying racism, and all of those people have their hands out. So when the pie starts to get divided, they want to say, yes, BLM, but I'm part of BLM. I'm a DACA. I'm a 
Asian. Um, Hispanic. See, I don't like when our our movements get whitewashed, and then they're going to change it to minor all minorities matter. And I think well, that you know we've yeah. seen that happen time and time again, and that's kind of why I don't advocate for NAACP being you know the largest voice. Right, and so when we see the images of all these different people that don't look like us uh, on the forefront. Right. That's because minorities includes white women. We, exactly. we have to acknowledge that too. So right now we're saying that the pie is getting split for us, but that piece of the pie will be split several different ways. And whatever minority group can uh, get part of that pie because they say we march with you for BLM, so therefore we deserve the pie. Therefore DACA deserve the pie. Therefore Asians deserve the pie then guess what? The pie is split, I, split up. I do agree with that, but but that's why black males have to start financially bankrolling these things so they can stop hiding and saying what they don't like, me included. We as black males got to stop standing behind women as they grab these news microphones and talking we we have we have grown too in love with saying what we don't like the same way women do we men have to be more mathematical go to your supervisor say you want to be assistant manager go to some place where you can get more dollars coming in so you can get your family controlling your city council in your city and your state but you got too many black men who are just too happy to stand in the background talking about what they don't like and what ain't happening and all this mythical stuff that's going on get financially involved black man definitely what's happening people hello hello it's pretty calm today it's not as intense huh I know, <laughs> for once. Yeah, a lot of pauses in between statements. I just thought I'd jump up real quick. Thank um, you, guys. I'm calm. Yes, sir. I thought I'd jump up. Thank uh, you for coming up. Yes, sir. I, th I mean, you know, Mr. Research pretty much says most of the stuff I, I say, so I just leave him alone. But I wanted to add a little bit of a, a thing in there that kind of, I mean, it really bothered me ever since I was in college the word called intersectionality. Mm. This is the word that has been weaponized rather than Galvin. It's been more, it's been more to like, I think you were mentioning uh, concrete where you're talking about uh, watered down or diluted. Uh, Absolutely. That's what it, you know, it's, it, it doesn't say in the description when you Google it or whatever, that it does dilute a, um, a movement. But it does that because it talks about overlapping uh, social, racial, mm -hmm. gender, those kind of things. So about time the, the smoke clear, you walking around with your, po your pockets empty. You know, so that was one of my concerns because I and it's funny because the main people that brings, you know, brings up this whole intersectionality are feminists and alphabet people. And All we're talking the time. Yeah, so I was I was having this conversation in 90 and 91 when I was what 18, 19 years old. And I wasn't going for it then. <laughs> I'm like, no, wait a minute, you know, because I knew too much black history. You know what I'm saying? I knew too now much. Now it seems like we've we're allowing them to co-opt the movement. 
Yeah, because we have black folks saying, oh, well, it's a movement. We might as well get behind something. And I'm like, no, but, you know, because I... Yeah, I've, I've heard that, too, because there seems to be a notion that they've created a lot of steam, that, that, that the alphabet movement. And, you know, well, why, why not let them jump on board? They've already got the steam as if... But they seem to be fighting solely for their cause. Right. Absolutely. Right, because uh, they're throwing the whole James Baldwin, they're throwing the the Rustin and all that, but they were black first, for what I, you know, based on history. Absolutely, they weren't orientation first. So I'm like, people need to start. I mean, we got to just start reading, you know, even read the uh, their. Uh, I think it's a mission statement, but they kind of like scrambled a little bit because I think they heard complaints. But they found a way to put it somewhere in there to where their main objective was pretty much everything but black men and black families. So that was their whole thing. So until enough people start speaking up, you know, people need to start, uh, you know, letting people know at least, hey, they're not speaking for us. They're speaking for the people in Hollywood. They're speaking for people in secluded areas. They're not speaking for us. They only come and speak out when a straight black male is killed. They do not speak for us overall. So I just want to throw that out well, here. Well, you know what, Art, before you go, I, I just want to say, I just wish some of our women would realize that they're buddy-buddying up with people who are using them to segue yeah. into these conversations. It's not the black male that they buddy-buddied up with. So let me ask Concrete Rose's question. You know how a lot of women are down for feminism, Concrete Rose? What do you think would yes. happen if black men would reach out to white men and just create maleism? What if we took a note from our black uh. women? What? No, no, serious, serious, because Sister Rose, I got to ask her too. What if our black men said, you know what? Mm -hmm. after, after, after 30 years of this, we're going to take a note from our black women we gonna go with maleism and we gonna unite with our white brothers. Mm -hmm. What do you think black women will turn around and say? Well, I think that there would be, I, I do hear some people saying, you know, pushing this whole male supremacy thing that I don't see it, but um, I think that there would be a lot of disdain for black, uh, for black men. I think that black men would feel the wrath of the black woman if they did that. Um, it, it wouldn't, it would not be a good um, response. There wouldn't be a good response coming from the black woman. It's already happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's, it's the wrath and everything. I mean, you True, see it in that, but I, it in that movement. I, I think you wouldn't be able to get away from it. I think black women would go so far as to get billboards talking about how horrible black men are if they teamed up with the white man on this whole male supremacy tip. Um, and I don't think black men would mind because at this point, like I said, and, and look, I'm down for females, but women have made it so bad verbally and image wise that a lot of these dudes are just like, you know what? Keep on doing what you've been doing since the 80s. I'm not even phased no more. And the part that uh, if uh, Mr. Research keeps pu uh, pushing on these panels is your black sons are watching. They're mm. studying. Sometimes, even if they try not to pay attention, it's in their subconscious. So anything that's negative from the person that gave them birth, 
it gives them the full scope of who they may not want to be. So mm-hmm. that when you see those people out there on the road, you best believe there was a lot of those guys, not all of them, but a lot of those guys do not stand for the, the black family or the, you know, the household. You know, I think if black men were to do that, I think that black women would say, you know, you guys wanted to be under the white man's skirt all alone. It's because y'all don't build nothing. Y'all wanted to seat at the white man's table and white zaddy this. And I, I just think that like black black women would go really hard on berating black men and, and just, yeah. And, and you know what? And, and we will say to, to their daughters, the daughters of those women. No, we're just copying what our women have been down with since uh, the right to vote. Uh, we are going to mm. do suffrage just like they did. <laughs> Men's suffrage movement. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I have a concept that's called the female spook that sat by the door. I'm kind of curious. Mm. How would that turn out if you really knew the things that that uh the, the, the things that you knew that would uh help you know the black community restore as far mm-hmm. as going behind the scenes the stuff that you learn in corporate or whatever you know what would you contribute to the young the young folks as far as getting going underground and getting them prepared how would you handle that I think we've seen, if we think about it, we've kind of seen women be able to infiltrate some of these spaces and only use it to their benefit, not to the Mm. benefit of the black community, not to Mm. help black men up, not to give, you know, black men a hand up or, you know, even to the necessarily to the benefit of their black sons. I think that they've used that um, that, that information just kind of to benefit themselves individually. Um, in my opinion, every woman that's on YouTube that has turned around and speaks negative about black men, either Phil advised show helped, Boyce helped, or O'Shea helped. Every last female from Carison, Phil wow. helped her. Uh, Paris, Boyce helped her until they fell out. Uh, Phil helped Paris also, and O'Shea helped Paris. Virtually, who every- helped Cynthia? Uh, Nobody helped O'Shea, her, right? O'Shea. O'Shea. It started off oh. with uh it started off with Phil. She was on Phil stuff. And then she started attacking Tariq. That gave her a lot of popularity. But then her and Boyce had some time. And then she kept going over on O'Shea show, which is where she really blew up. Yeah. Interesting. So, so that's why I hope that uh you have enough uh, you know, people really take uh, what Mr. Research is uh same in consideration because you know i've been you know i'm i'm pretty much a uh, educator and an adjunct professor and i'm and in these departments even in these affluent positions you still get that that whole feminist thing that's victimizing black men and half the time you have a lot of sisters that are in positions look the other way whereas when you have a lot of asians arab uh, Latinas or whatever, they they'll find a way to get me out <laughs> and put the you know little little Hector in or or little Lin Cho in instead of they'll find a way. But for some reason, the sisters need to really consider this like a a state of emergency. It ain't about just the goodness of your heart. This is more like survival. You need to bring your people in and stop trying to 
I know because people want to please people and say, hey, I, I'm down with the boss or whatever. But you got to find a way, even if it's like, you know, behind the scenes, get your people in so you, you have protection all the way around because you can't do this stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. Someone said BGS put us on. We've already addressed that fact. Um, <laughs> get out of there, concrete. No, get no, you already know. But I just want to say that yes, BGS showed us love. BGS highlighted our channel on his um, on his channel, which was wonderful. But we created this this panel ourselves, so um, thank you. But we do appreciate all the love that we've been shown, not only through BGS. We've been shown a lot of love throughout the manosphere. It's not even just Especially BGS. Especially from black men. Yeah, from <laughs> black men, and we have yet to stab them in the back. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any. You know what? You guys are expecting the other. Uh, I see a no, lot of black no, men no. in this space are expecting the other shoe to drop, but we don't have any intention on doing any harm to the black men in this space. But no, we all I do. Girl, you we ain't got to drop no more. Other but shit. you know what? I do, <laughs> well, thank I do you, understand why they're leery because you know just the examples that he just rattled off, and you know how now they speak so horribly about black men after being accepted into this space and being promoted, you know, on different levels. But th that's not our intent. Let me also say, uh, Art, I did join the Oakland Black Teacher Project. I gave 3000 to them as a donation. What they do is they're forming a black unions to try to give more black teachers tenure. I, I've been to a couple of meetings. I didn't realize it was that hard for you black teachers to get tenure. So I'm working my off time uh, once a month with them to try to make sure we make some uh, connection between the principal and the superintendent of schools to make sure that the report y'all give every year goes directly to the superintendent of school and skips the principal. That way you guys can get more tenure. So. Uh, look into that, brother. Yeah, yeah. The the, um, the the colleges are worse. You know, as far as tenure, you damn near got to be there, be there for thirty years. <laughs> you get evaluated as, as your tenure project. Yeah, because project. I didn't I didn't realize you guys had to basically apply for your job every school year. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, once you get past, a, I mean, once you get past a certain uh, year, maybe if it's uh, twelve or thirteen years then you should be all right but if you're they have to look at your evaluation everything uh, plus um I'm, i've been charged to start a program and i hope people will do the same thing where they're at is um to whatever you know what whatever student that wants to be an educator you would you know start a program to where they would be able to be on track so they can come back and teach in their own district. Now I'm quite sure the brothers are gonna financially take their stripper money and make that actually happen. They're gonna they're gonna stop yeah. hiding in the shadows, and they actually gonna put eight hundred down on something instead yeah. of just sitting back talking about what we should do. That's, we got that's too many. Thing. We got too many people from the out of our areas you know from our neighborhoods that are not from our neighborhoods coming in and and effing up everything. And bringing in, I'm quite, I'm quite sure when we get back, it's going to be a whole bunch of this BLM stuff. And a lot of these people that are from like, like I'm in California, so we got Venice Beach, Santa Monica, all these different places. They're going to bring all that this agenda stuff in the classroom. So 
I mean, this is how it's introduced. You know, you, you get all this stuff and it gets indoctrinated where you're not supposed to be bringing political views and stuff like that. You're supposed to be strictly education and community when it comes to schools. So you wonder why certain kids are all messed up and mixed up and all kinds of stuff like this. We're getting too many people that is not from the area where they're teaching is usually outsiders. So I'm trying, I'm going to be starting a program so that students that got their degrees and all that kind of stuff, get their credential and then come back and teach where they come from. Try to, and we're working on incentives right now, but I think, I hope everybody else do the same thing. Oh boy. This is, Ain't nobody fighting today. Sorry, huh? I think no, no, it's real polite. It's real polite. <laughs> uh, nobody yeah, said I disagree. Nobody oh, said that. No, I actually. Agree. I was waiting on one, you know. That that's a dope concept, and I do think that other people should be doing the same in their communities or uh, helping out in any way that you can. Like I think that that's important, and I know we talked a little bit about this on our last show. We talked about you know people's civic duties, and I do think that. Um, even when we talk about protection, that there is a level of a civic duty that is owed to the people in your community, the women and the children included. I know some men feel as though they don't have to, that they don't, but they're not obligated to give back in any way. But I think that, you know, there is a moral responsibility to do so. On that protection thing, though, how would... Why would, you know, how would a person feel as far as protecting something that they don't even respect in the first place as far as their neighborhood or anything like that? I mean, the fact that you would probably deface your property, throw trash on the ground, uh, spray paint area, whatever it is. I mean, where, you know, where is the concept of protection? Because when you're dealing with your, your area, you're dealing with the people. So when you right. have that mindset. I have another one for you. You know, why would you want to protect that? You know, that's what I'm saying. What yeah, I, I do understand that. Um, I think <laughs> no. that I understand no, where you're coming from. But for I, on his email. Uh oh, Mr. Research, uh, mute up, brother. Oh, it's a um, Starbucks. But I, I was gonna say that I understand that. However, um, the reason that I think you know that moral duty should be upheld is because of. Um, if nothing else, the children, like they are innocent. They didn't ask to be created, even though you didn't bring them into the world. However, I just think that every child deserves a fighting chance. Wait, wait, if wait, there's wait, protection wait, wait. that can be extended care, to children. Who cares about the kids? Don't you see our kids <laughs> are turning out violent? Uh, yeah, maybe that's why, because no, no one cares about them. Maybe yeah. that's part of the reason why they're turning out that way because yeah. no one cares about them. So well, it's no one a chicken is... before the egg argument, though. You know, you you have to figure. Um, you know, when you're dealing with this kind of mindset, you know, who's teaching you this stuff? Where are you learning this from? You know, because what you're talking about is something that has to be taught, something that where somebody has some kind of moral. Even when it, I mean, you, I think uh, you guys were mentioning uh, the fact that there's a state of emergency and, and instead of them going in and try to, to cause interference, they pull their camera phones out and watch and giggle. Mm -hmm. So that's being taught, you know, based on. Yeah, or you know that's a good point. Or maybe there's a lack of manhood being promoted. 
maybe it's not that it's being taught, but maybe defense of those those that are innocent and or those that are defenseless um, is not what's being promoted and taught because these men could quite possibly be being raised by women and there's no one teaching them manhood uh, around. Because black sons are the most unprotected in the USA. And if there's a resentment, there's a strong resentment with black male leadership and black black male authority. You know, um, especially you know when I'm teaching, and I'm really, I mean, sometimes I have to really go out of my way to really break down some of these little brothers because they look at me as though I was the father that was not there, and I'm just a teacher. And so, and I'm quite sure some of those things that they've been hearing from, you know, negative things they've been hearing from their fathers or even uncles or whatever, and saw certain negativities and things like that, you know, either they're going to try to be opposite of what they heard, which is, you know, kind of on the wrist bending alphabet side, or they're just going to go and just be rebellious and just say, F it, I don't care. So when you're talking about structure, rules and authority that's when you know it's it's kind of hard to even get that across when the word man comes in there because that's what man represents authority you know rules structure you know things like that protection so how is that going to be processed in his head as he gets older when all he kept hearing with or seeing negative things about men as he's growing up <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, we got a long road ahead, y'all. I, I already know. And every time we have these conversations, it seems more and more daunting. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think there's hope. I'm, you know, I think there's hope. But just, you just got to know. You got to know. How, you, you have to know what pages to turn to in the playbook of success when it comes to history and been there, done that. Yeah. We don't read. That's the problem. We don't. We don't. Uh, <laughs> True. We don't, we don't pull. We don't pull our resources but, and find out what worked and what didn't work. We keep reinventing what don't work. I yeah. agree. I don't know. I don't see enough of us that seem to be vested in finding a solution. And to me, that is by far the biggest problem. There's not enough of us. There's so. There's far more of us who seem to be okay with the status quo. They're okay with things as they are. Um, I don't see enough people, you know, working hard to find a solution, having these conversations. And I know we get asked why we continue to have these base level conversations, because I think that the number is growing. There are new people being introduced to these conversations all the time, but there's still not enough of us to make a dent in, in the community. And I'm going to encourage people because I keep, you know, things I see in the chats, in different you know channels or whatever i keep reading stuff that white republicans or white conservatives say quite a bit about us so for for some reason they took on a mantle so what i'm going to just say straight up is um i'm gonna say it straight up you need to really grab enough courage to to attack dr frankenstein before you get frankenstein Mm. Go to Dr. Frankenstein before you start putting all that energy in Frankenstein. Because guess what? While you are attacking Frankenstein, guess what? Dr. Frankenstein is going to make more. 
So keep you know keep in mind that that's why we we're in twenty twenty <laughs> talking about stuff that we should have been taking care of like years ago. Yeah, we're behind the eight ball, and that's part of the problem regarding um, why our community is in the state that it's in um, as well. Um, we, uh, I hope that we're able to forge ahead. I think that um, we have to continue to spread the message of, you know, how our community is being impacted. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I know far too few people who, uh, far too many um, people who are, um, uh, you know, still focused on like trivial things and not even talking about the state of our community. They don't even have the base level conversations about the state of our community and, you know, how we get from point A to point B. Um, it, it, you know, it's sad as it is, um, you know, a lot of us just don't seem to be concerned. And uh, thank you. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Marie's November for the cash app <laughs> on y'all channel. Appreciate it. Marie November. That's one of, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's all I'm just trying. I'm, I'm like, well, I think most of us on some of these panels, we're trying to be solution based. I mean, I'm tired of the whole hamster wheel dance. You know what I'm saying? And this between men, women, I mean, things can work. If a lot of people that we look at from other cultures and nationalities, I'm just going to break. I'm just be real. They use the stuff that we did after slavery. After slavery, you know, during those times, a lot of things, you know, as far as uh, working hard to get your children through education, making sure you have something of your own and, and learning morals and all that kind of stuff. For some reason, I guess after the whole civil rights era, you just, we just said, forget it, free love or whatever, you know. That's but, what it seems like. But everybody else kept doing what we were doing and look at them now. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And far better position, super you know, surpassing us. So yeah, Pat Morita, the dude from Karate Kid. Uh he said that. He literally said what I just said. He, he passed away. But the dude from Karate Kid, he said he learned him and his family, they learned a lot of stuff from black people and how to survive, how to live, how to conduct their families. He said that in an interview. And we fell off the wagon. <laughs> And I think he's Japanese. So I mean, just go figure that. You know what I'm saying? So we, we have a lot of tools in our in our in our toolbox. We have the resources. We've you seen our use. people use them and put them to work and we've seen it work for our people. I I, I just I don't understand why we can't get it get it right, why we can't yeah. even get the ball rolling. Because the white man's ice is colder. <laughs> it always is and probably always will be unfortunate true but let, let me say something real quick because i don't know if anybody said it or was it missed maybe i missed it uh did anyone acknowledge the fact black lives matter is not in a fight for black people do we yeah, acknowledge that fact yeah because when if you go on their website we you know they that. they so y'all did say that their fight is for women and LGBTQ. Yeah, does we not talked actually, about that complex it, came up and he brought them up and we talked about that a little bit. We hit on it. This is what I'm saying. I was hearing that, but I didn't hear anyone mention that black men were excluded from all goals when it comes to Black uh, Lives Matter. So they're I not in Mr. it for Research black men at all. Mr. Yeah. Research yeah. said so that, but thing, he said they were trying to scramble to revamp their mission statement or something. No, they They just moved it around. Oh, okay. it was it was yeah. right there in the mission statement 
and then later on they scrambled it and put it in some other area. I think it's called What We Believe or something. Oh, they put it okay. there now. It's, you know yeah, it's still on their website. That's what they're for. And, and the thing is, when it comes to the money, the money does go to different uh, political things. It really don't have anything to do with black people. Black people say it has something to do with black folks, but they're fighting for different uh, laws that ain't got nothing to do with black folks. Yeah, it's, you, it's, it's going to become a minority-based organization. Watch. It's going to be Minority Lives no, Matter. Not. I think actually, so. I'm telling actually. you, it's, it's not. Black yeah. Lives Matter is a catchy slogan. And for everybody mm -hmm. who refused to go read, it's, it's something you can easily get behind because you think it's about helping black people. Mm -hmm. But the money don't say it's about helping black people. And the, and the money is, is against, especially black men, but it's against anything yeah, patriarchal, period. Yeah, a lot of the Democratic Party. What, what I'm saying, you can't you can't look at that and say it has anything to do with black people because the Democrats uh-oh. Usually put their vote, but the Democrats. Uh-oh. You going out, brother. You went out, I Roger. You got to take some of that money you're making. <laughs> work. You got a BLM phone. Uh. <laughs> Black phones matter. <laughs> hey, Obsidian. How's it going? Hey. Oh. Hey. What's hey. Going on? hey. Not so yeah, much. Um, talking about this mess, how black women are the face of the movement and we're, we are the unprotected class. <laughs> All right. So I, so I, okay. So my first question is I'm hearing black men clearly upset and not satisfied with black lives matter question. What are they going to do about it? You realize you and Miss J just asked the same question. Literally, right? Good. Then, then, then that means the answer should be forthcoming. What are you going to do about it, black man? Mm. Well, she did. What is already being done. That would be the question too. Pardon? Said so what is already being done? That would be the question as well. Okay, I'm listening. Well, I mean, definitely you have uh, different uh, fraternities and sororities. You have Nation of Islam. You have. Uh, what are yeah, Hebrew Israelites. Oh, they're actually, they're not really protesting, but they're actually going in neighborhoods. Even before the whole protesting, they've been going in neighborhoods and taking care of schools, security. How can I see that? In direct response to Black Lives Matter, where is the nation of Islam? I mean, it's, it's, far, it's, it's not made for a response. It's made. No, 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 no. The argument uh -huh. is Black Lives Matter in this moment, uh -huh. now, Black men are not satisfied with it. What are they doing about that? I can only speak for myself now, on that one. I think that's I mean, a good question. I mean, I can only speak because my, my, my issue is um, as far as not, not being forthright. You know, because he's uh, asking can, a fair question because I said the same thing in reference to what other resource do or what other um, voice do we have to you know um, be at, at at the forefront? Um, and you know, what there was are no response. black men? I'm listening to black men saying what they don't like about black lives matter okay uh, do you what mean do you that what kind of what what kind of counter do we have to a george soros because that should yes. be a better question well yes. mr research just said the same thing too and he said yes. black men need to put their money money together yes that still doesn't answer my question what are black men doing about this right now 
clearly. Well, I wanted to say this as far as the nation of Islam was concerned and not on behalf or anything because I'm not a part, but I don't think they move out loud and I think they are making moves. It's just not in your face. Why not? They're not waiting for somebody to get killed to go out there. Because Um, it's not a, um, when you're in situations like this and you're fighting a certain type of beast, your moves don't necessarily have to be on the forefront to let everybody know exactly what it is that you're doing. But I think they do provide great training and... um, What are black men doing to counter the message of Black Lives Matter now? What are they doing? The answer is nothing. The answer is nothing. But the, I mean, why let, me, is, I mean why let, me, that, let me go into your context here, though, sir. Easy, easy. Why is it? Because I've been listening for two hours. Why is it that black men, they just feel satisfied that they just talk about it on YouTube and leave it at that? Why is that? No, let me, because um, I mean, let me see if I get a better context of your question. When you're saying as far as a, a counter, do you necessarily have to counter what they're, I mean, just because you have a criticism? I mean, of course. That's, I mean, respectfully, Art, you got to counter. I mean, that's that's what people have been doing since the Egyptians and Greeks. No, because, like, for example, you had, like, the civil rights uh, movement, uh, but at the same time, you had the NOI at the time, I'm talking about the 60s. They weren't sitting there trying to dismantle the civil rights movement. They just had a criticism about it, but still did their own thing. No, but but they had but they had the Christian uh uh the Christians had had their own thing. The Masons had their own thing. They wasn't popular, but I guess Obsidian's point is similar to mine. You got to financially do something. You just but the countering is you mean that you're trying to take away for it, or you just trying no, to no, match no, the no, intensity? No, 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 it's not about demeaning BLM. It's about doing something outside of what you don't like. Oh, that I mean that's the case. Then that's a lot of stuff going on. But you know, every, it, you know what people man? don't have the you know what, you know what? don't have the hold on, fam. People don't have the uh, the uh, the uh, George Soros dollars, man. I don't so either. Therefore, but there's there's things that I are being out any. there. But at the same time, you don't have CNN, MSNBC, or any of these other places that are throwing this stuff out here, fam. I don't have oh, CNN either. So we got we got to be a little honest about this kind of stuff. I am being about Connor, uh, let me, let me be honest right now. Let me be honest with you right now. I don't have George Soros money. I'm not on CNN, but I spent $1,000 over the past two months on 45 ads on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm getting my message out. Is it about Black Lives Matter? No. Is it about George Floyd? No. Because those are not my issues, but they are you guys' issues. See, I'm doing something about the things I care about. But that's what I was trying to tell you about other situations, too, where they don't have to say BLM per se, but they're still doing things that would be. I'm not talking about them. Encounter. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking I'm about. Pa- you. I'm a part of it, fam. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking, a part of it. I'm talking about the black men right here, right now. Not somebody else we don't know. I'm talking about you. What are you guys doing right now? Well, I just explained what I'm a part of. So I don't know. I don't know how else to answer to you, fam. I'm listening. I mean, I already, I, told you what I, did. I already told you what I did. I, in the last two months, I spent $1,000 on ad buys, Facebook, Instagram. That's what I did. 45 ads, 10 of which are still running 
as we speak. Now that's Absolutely. advertisement, fam. We we talking. I'm I'm more boots on the ground and, and going to action. I mean, we can add and speak and do oh, all and the, do the yellow oh, all you want. Yeah, yeah, he did. Black Lives Matter. He highlighted. He highlighted. So is Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter boots on the ground too. What he's doing in the community. Say it one more time, uh, Obsidian. I didn't. I didn't Black catch. Black Lives it. Matter is boots on the ground too. No, they're more. They're more yelling and screaming no, and, and getting things happening. They and then they have somebody behind the scenes that's doing the paperwork for them. Let's be real, they dude. Have organized they have people behind the scenes dude, doing the paperwork for them. politics, working to do stuff. I ain't blind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're following orders. So what? Come on now. They're doing it. I think I think Obsidian's point is, and I ain't trying to be uh, between what y'all think, but mm -hmm. I think Obsidian's point is we can't fall in love with saying so much of what we don't like without being able each person within the group coming up with $500 for a marketing campaign using his example for what we do like. I guess in his thing, he's trying to say, point me to the link where somebody has created oh, I can for the alternative. <laughs> I give you several, even Brotherhood Crusade. We have a lot of stuff doing, a lot of stuff that we're doing. All right, you know, so that's just not. Right, so I give it to you. you. Want you want Brotherhood Brotherhood Crusade right. com. That's one of them. All right. Uh, the other one is. Uh, let me see. I got a whole bunch of them right here. Then we have. Oh, come on, where are you? Okay. So then we have um, while while Omega you get that together, Omega while while you getting that together, I, I already see where Obsidian is going to go. The National second thing Black is Publication how Council. many people org. are following these advertisements. In my case, you asking me? No, I, I kind of see where you're about to say next. It's like even though these things might be getting created, how many black men are following that? I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I could tell you about the reach of my stuff. See, see, if is as art is saying is true. Let's 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 take on his face. You got a whole Rolodex full of guys out there doing the damn thing right now. Okay, so what's the point in talking about Black Lives Matter then? No, I'm not spending a lot of time on that. I just came on the show and talked about it. Well, would you, would you, instead of talking about that, why not talk about Omega Sci-Fi and all these other outfits? I have. You you just came you came a little later, but I have. No, no, I'm listening for the whole show, brother. I have. I mean, I, I didn't talk he, about. He, 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 he other... just finished highlighting. He just finished highlighting uh, 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 something in the community that he's doing that he's putting together. Obsidian, you didn't hear that? I heard. I heard a passing mention to it. I didn't hear a specific. Uh -huh. No. Yeah, yeah, because you were asking about who were doing what. And I just so I gave you the who. Here's what I heard. I'll tell you what I heard. So I just gave you the who because there, you know, there's other I'm not doing this alone. Okay, here's what I heard. I heard a bunch of brothers on this channel, a black woman's channel, talking about what they don't like, talking about what who's you know running things behind the scenes, and talking as if it's a fait accompli, we can't do anything about it. No, that's what you added on. Nobody said anything about we can't do anything. I know, but that's what you that's just the conclusion you draw from. I didn't hear a laundry list of brothers, a, a laundry list from any brother saying 
we're working with these organizations. We're doing this, 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 this. This is where this is what our ad campaign is. These are what our benchmarks are. This is where we what, what we've accomplished. I didn't hear any of that. Now, if you want to ask me what I'm doing, I can roll out data for you from here to Sunday. What I've done, what I've accomplished, with my benchmarks, my goals, the reach. Like I said, 45 ads, 60 days, over a thousand dollars. Ten of those ads still running. I'm working on three books simultaneously. So just listening, it just sounds like you're more fixated on advertisement. No, I'm fixated on getting shit done. Yeah, because I'm talking about the stuff that's getting done, but you're talking about nobody knows about it. Because you're talking about ads. Nobody knows about it. No, no, you don't know about it, but other people do. But if that was true, then we have five, four other people on the on the thing. Are they talking about it? I mean, we can't use this as this area as an indicator of uh, what people are oh, doing. Look, the world's largest social media platform, really? We can't. No, but no, but this doesn't rep this right here. This little, this particular area does not represent what Black America is, but but what Black America is doing as far as against Black Lives Matter which, or which encounter Black Lives Matter. Then which one is? Excuse me. What do you mean? You said this isn't the proper venue. No, okay. I said this is not. This doesn't represent the whole thing. Okay, so which one does? I can I mean you're saying one. Now I said this one thing. So so I mean let me make it more clear. The one you know one one channel does not represent the whole the whole totality of Black America. And I can't give you one or whatever. I gave you several different uh, things that you can look up, but that, that must not have been good enough. But you have several more, and I just gave you. I just have a few just to scratch the surface. But there's several organizations that's doing things that's not advertised. Why not? And just because, and just because no, not? I'm saying it's not. I'm sorry, it's not advertised like the Black Lives Matter okay. because of the machine behind it. Why not? That's just the way it is. People are still going to do what they do, but at the same time, <laughs> you got like the whole George Soros thing behind it. You're going to hold, hear about it. So what's hold, so? Hold, hold, go ahead. Hold, let, let me just get in. Oh, oh man. Okay, for y'all in the chat room, oh, oh man, is not both bipolar. I mean, bi bipolar in what he's saying. What he's what he's challenging is where's the action? We as black men, we if we fall in love with conspiracy theories. I'm not down in art. I'm just making old man's point even stronger. We're 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 so caught up in conspiracy theories and what we don't like and, and we verbalize that well and to art's credit there might be some people doing what art said he's doing but if they're the not chat. prominent if they're not prominent which is old man's point then it's almost like they non-existent and we as black men got to get off this thing where well you know four thousand of us know about it and that's enough we got we got to do it bigger than that but go ahead you guys i'm gonna put all the information in the chat y'all can read it for yourselves Yeah, uh, Mr. Research has uh, pretty much nailed it. And he said the same thing I'm, th I'm saying. If you really care about police reform, okay, so are you a registered voter? You're not a registered voter. You can't serve on the jury. Mm. So so that's my first question. Anybody, black man, I'm not, I'm, this ain't about black women. I'm talking to the black men. You really feel some kind of way about police brutality? Good. Are you a registered voter? You're a registered voter. That means that you're eligible for jury duty. 
That's one that's one thing you can do about it. Right off the rip. How many brothers do you hear enthusiastic about voting? Enthusiastic about being a registered voter. When do we even talk about that? In can this case, I think in a lot of manosphere. Yeah, I think no. Okay. I'm gonna get up out of there. No. I mean, do I mean to old man's point, how many of us know the names of the people on the city council where we live? Thank you. Oh no, that's facts. Thank you. How many of them know your congressman? Ever talk to your congressman? Yeah, I Ever been to a city council meeting? They have proceedings that's open to the public. For that matter, they have court proceedings that's open to the public. For Go that matter, the they got a public for, for, for that matter, they got a public station at most of these cities where you can view it for free. So I'm talking to all the brothers that feel some kind of way about Black Lives Matter. Okay, what are you doing about it now? Well, I just put in about several links in there of people that's doing things, uh, things that you were asking about. So that's your answer right there. That's one, but there's way more. I just got a few. That's like a like, like a drip in the ocean. But at the same time, man, you know, I agree with everything you're saying as far as advertising and stuff like that. Only thing I would add is that, you know, there's machines behind some of these things because I can go, I can turn around and ask you, how come Obsidian doesn't have his own CNN? But hold on, but hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I do have my own CNN. It's called the Obsidian Media Network. How come my, how come my folks never heard of it? Your folks never heard of it? No. Well, who are your folks? My folks that my folks that are out here in California, I okay. gotta I gotta explain it to them. Okay, no problem. I'll tell you the reason why. You're in California, right? What city? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. You wanna know the reason why you don't you're not likely to hear about it? Because uh -huh. I don't I don't put my focus that much in California. I focus on the blackest cities in the country. That's my syndicate. Okay, but you said because the thing is. If, so you think that uh like for example uh let's let's go for Com let's go let's go for Compton okay do you so you think CNN really cares about Compton I don't know but at the same time a lot of people in Compton know about CNN okay I guess I finished telling you I focus on you can be syndicated and not be everywhere I focus on the syndicate with black folks my mm -hmm. biggest states are Texas um New Jersey. New York, my home state of Pennsylvania, those are my biggest states. Gotcha, and I can man. prove it. Okay. That's but, where a lot of black folk are. You know, I don't want um, to get part of what's going on between y'all two, but I do want to chime in on Obsidian's message once again. Even though Art did put out those links, I think Obsidian's message is, is very clear on this point. Black men, we're supposed to be mathematical. We're supposed to be talking about the stars, geometrics. We're supposed to be talking about all type of stuff. And it just appears that what we do the most is we say, okay, I don't like what Tom Tom doing. Cause Tom Tom got ties to whatever. And, and, and that may be true. That may be true. But for right now, a lot of those organizations before this George Floyd things happened were not representing for black sons. And I guess Obsidian's message is even if 
you don't like something Obsidian may say. One thing is true. He's speaking on behalf of black men and decent black women. So we as black men, forget the women aside, using Obsidian's point, we got to do more than, than, than join in on what we don't like. That may be true. We got to bankroll what we do like. We just got to. I'm just, and, I mean, and that, I'm, that, that leads me to the brother Zero and Jerome Whiteside. They they be talking about me. I have a better question for you guys. What are you guys doing? It's easy I'm, to talk about me. What are you doing? The answer, I'm not dis- the answer I'm, is uh, hold it. The answer is nothing. I'm not disagreeing the with answer, you at all. I'm not disagreeing with you. The answer zero and Jerome Whiteside is nothing. Yeah, and the the, the my, my 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 responses to you weren't was weren't in disagreement. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking okay. to Jerome and Zero. Nothing. Okay. That, that that's the answer. Yeah, because I and, I got and, 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 and by the way, that does you know explain a little bit the tension between black men and black women. I'm not supposed to say that. But it's true. I'm done. God but uh, you know, my responses to you weren't in disagreement. It was just, it was just mainly answering. You know, people. Some people are doing things. That's all it was. But um, you know, you're you're 100 right as far as magnitude, as far as responses and counters and all that kind of stuff. But there are people that are doing things also, just not as big as BM, BLM. That's all well, I was. Well, 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 here's the pushback though: is that yeah, there's people doing things, but that's what we always say. I think, I think that you know, it just just staying on the topic. That's what we always say. And then some black women get together, put they weave and they wig money together, and then they have something bigger than black men. And now some of our black men are mad at those women. You see, you, you see the craziness. It, it, it's like, yeah. It, I mean, I wouldn't take like, that off the. I wouldn't take that off the table. I'm just adding because if I didn't say anything, people would have the assumption that nobody's doing anything at all. Well, so well no, I no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a thing of ever anything at all. I think his point, the way I received it was to critique Black Lives Matter at this point, with it having so many mayonnaise people joining and so many uh uh, uh other ethnicities joining. We can't even hold a conversation on BLM, even though it may be a rainbow situation or what have you, unless we can come ha- halfway to what they're doing as an individual black male force. Where is our black? Where, 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 where's that black man march that we were supposed to have? Where's that million man march from decades ago? Are we still waiting for Farrakhan to do another one? I mean, you know, you're not people like I said, this the whole thing about because the stuff that the only way that we're hearing about uh, BLM, BLM is news media. Pretty much for the most part is news media. So and then later on, people start to do whatever. When you're talking about the million man march and stuff like that, those are guys that have the boots on the ground pulling out papers and ads and stuff like that. So people okay, are doing let's act, things. Let's ask the hard question. This is circular, man. I, I got to I got to roll because I got some calls to make. <laughs> okay, okay. Before you go, let me ask the hard question. So if we give the microphone and the news media to one of these people that you're talking about, 
they're going to the, the the dollars are, they're, they're going to speak so well in that news coverage that the dollars are going to flow in and, and they're going to be able to do black lives matter i guess that's the, that's the point no it's 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 more, it's more than that because you have a machine of people that does the work for them see the thing is that we're, we're the part that we're not addressing is that it's definitely not a black organization where somebody can sit there and match them dollar for dollar, people by people, policy by policy and things like that. It's not that kind of organization. So let's let's keep that 100. So we have we have black organizations and people are, are doing, you know, because you got you got Sister Shirley. Well, she would sit there and probably be more louder than I would about what she's doing. And she's definitely uh, one of the counters to BLM. So they are doing things again, but it's just not as big as the machine that's behind them. Because you know, you know dang well, those people out there on the street that's in the forefront that help write, I mean, that, that put their names on the, uh, the actual getting calls, dang it. They put their names on things. They're not behind the scenes writing the policies behind the political machine. Let's keep that 100. I got a roll that I'll just take out answers on, on off the air or something. Okay. Peace, everybody. Thank everybody for listening. And uh, y'all take care. I got answers. Thank you so much, Art, for coming through. We really appreciate you. Um, guys, um, before, before you. And then me. Go ahead. Before you do that, let, let me just make this uh, point to you, Sister George. So I'm going to drop off uh, so you and Obsidian can have it. Um, this isn't about art, but let me just use this topic as a way to because this is this is real important in the manosphere. What just happened? Obsidian made the statement that a lot of us black men need to come to grips with. No matter what you don't like, what are you doing? And what's happened is we've we as far as men. From what from my vision, we we've picked the low hanging argument for way too long, which is talk about the Cynthia G's of the world. It is valid, but when it comes to us creating, when it comes to us moving forward, the only people who are winning are the ones we disagree with. And then five years go by sister George, and we still talking about what we disagree with. We, and I personally think it's because we, Many of us spend too much time around women. We spend too much time around the excuses, whereas in some of us other men, we have so much of a kill the dragon mentality that we go out there and do the opposite. And then they hate us for it. And then we got to separate from them. So it just it's a crazy circle. And I think I, I think in my you know, and again, this ain't toward art. This is just toward the topic that, that old man rose. We as black men got to catch up to what black women do as far as financial action. And we just not there. And the old man said, hey, he put together a thousand dollars. I told y'all earlier before he came on, I put together three thousand dollars to a teaching or uh, a teacher's organization between November. And now I think I've given six grand away. So we we black dudes got to catch up to black women on financial action, because all we're doing is talking about what we don't like. Thank you for having me, you guys. Thank you so much, Mr. Thank Lisa. you, Mr. Research. Thank you for contributing to the panel. And thank you for your commentary. And enjoy your day. And I'm not sure if you're a father, but happy father. But um, if so, happy father. I know. I didn't say it one time, child. I'm so sorry.
But um oh. oh man, did you have any final comments? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, we're getting to a point now where you know the time for talking is going to be played out. It really is. I mean, if your if your thing is Ungaro Black Power, okay, great. What are you doing about it? Where where is it visible for all to see? Now all of a sudden, brothers want to make moves in silence, like we're ninjas or something. Come on, man, stop! You're not doing anything. Just admit it. You're not doing anything. And why should any black woman submit to that? Why? Why? Seriously. Make the case. Fair question. Now, explain it to me. Explain it to all of us. Why should any sister submit to that? Why? You ain't about nothing that's visible that everybody can see. You ain't accomplishing nothing that's visible that everybody can see. You ain't striving for nothing that's visible that everybody can see. But she needs to submit to you without question. Why? Why? I mean, you know, it's a pretty straightforward question, man. I'm about moving the needle. That's what I'm about. And I can say in five years, I've done it. What can you say? If my shit is, you know, you can independently verify it, open to the public. You can see it in me. Ladies, do I look exactly the way I did when I first started out five years ago? You know, we wasn't here five years ago. My I'll tell you what's different, though. Your voice sounds different as hell when you started it. Because I, always I went back and listened to like an old broadcast. I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah, then I, I heard so. the I broadcast. Because of all the shouting. Yeah, you sound, you you really sound, you sound very different. Very it definitely different. seems like you've elevated your game, too. As we see you, you, you highlight, you working on you, you know, your studio and your, your you know, you're laying down the the soundproofing and the flooring and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that you're you're elevating your game. So, I mean, you know, all I'm asking is for the brothers that have these problems, as Mr. Research rightly pointed out, okay, what are you doing about it? I, I'm not even disagreeing with you. For what it's worth, I agree. I mean... I got my own issues with Black Lives Matter, but that ain't my issue. You can't take on all things. I focus on what I focus on. But for those brothers that make it such a big deal on a black woman's panel and show and form, the question has to be, what are you doing about it? And then we get discussions about what some other group is doing about it. Not the individual right there in that moment. I don't know, man. I mean, just seems to me, you know, how do you expect uh, 
sisters to submit to that. Where there's nothing, you have nothing that they can point to and make a judgment. They can evaluate and say, okay, let me check that out, make a judgment. They're just supposed to take your word for it. Right. I'm done. Thank you for joining us, O. Um, happy Stepfather's Day to you, <laughs> since you don't have any biological children. Uh, enjoy your weekend, and it was a pleasure as always. Thank you. Roger, uh, what are your final thoughts on the topic? Okay, well, I'm going to have to go back and listen because I was preoccupied, so I obviously missed something that was important based on the back end of what I just call it obsidian sand. But mm -hmm. um, uh, but I, I will say this, because uh, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, they're doing what they're doing, but folks need to realize they ain't doing nothing for black folks. That's just what it is. So I, I wouldn't say any organization needs to compete with them when it comes to doing something for black folks, because black folks aren't there ain't. And, and they, te they tell you that, but you know how they used to say all the time that if you want to have something from a nigga put in the book, they don't expect us to ever go read. And the, and the Black Lives Matter is just the same situation. They put it on their website. It was plain as day. I looked it up when it when it when, when Black Lives when I first kind of heard about Black Lives Matter. I looked it up. So I've never been with them. I you know what I'm saying when I was um, thinking about giving them some money, you know, and uh, somebody put me onto it. You know, when I was saying, oh man, this organization like they might might be able to put some money here. And somebody came and told me about it. I just went on their website. It was plain as day. So, and I know they may have moved it now, but it was plain as day when I first went on it. So it's like they really don't respect black people to even read. And they know if they just put it out front, that's just insulting to black people, period. We're going to put it right out front that we're really not trying to help y'all. But if you're a woman, now I will say this if, you, if you're a pro woman and you care more about women, then hey, it, it actually is trying to do something for you. Or if you are any part of uh, the LBGT, uh, people, mm -hmm. this is it's doing something for them, but black people in general, nah. And if it, and it literally said they, they have a goal of basically eliminating nuclear families, and anybody that has a goal wow. of eliminating nuclear families, that's scary. Is, they, they're not on the same team that I'm on, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm pro nuclear family. So, you you being anti nuclear family, we 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 on total opposite ends, you know. Um, so I wouldn't compare anything as far as any other organization that's helping black people to them because they're not the organization helping black people at all. They run a facade as if they do. They make a lot of noise when a black man dies and black men is definitely the group of people that they're not trying to help. So they're just using black men to further their own causes. Mm -hmm. and, and people need to realize that. And people don't take that seriously, but they shouldn't. And when it comes to uh, funding things, I've said on, on many different shows many a time, that uh, black people, we don't have to start supporting businesses owned by black men. And people always say, well, why you say by black men? Because I know if we ever get to a point of success like we used to be, if we ever get back to that to that uh, black Wall Street type level, you're, you will be tested. You know what I'm saying? White supremacy doesn't have to show the hand that it used to have to show at this particular point. But if we can get that successful as a group, we're going to be tested. And they're going to come after those businesses. And in my opinion, we will keep more of them if they're owned by men versus if they're owned by women. Because when when five or six strange guys shows up to a woman business, 
honestly, I expect her to sign her business over. And I don't Mm. think anybody's going to blame her for signing her business over. I think people are going to expect her to sign her business over. But when five, six strange guys show up to a black man's business, he ain't finna go home and tell his wife he signed nothing over. Nah, man. Actually, he might not come home at all. Excuse me. Um, I wanted to read the super chats first. Um, shout out to Gabe A. He said, see, at Tank Johnson, this message stands out more than capitalizing everything. Easy. And he also says, sir, your messages are just getting lost in the chat. Hit the super chat button at Tank Johnson. <laughs> shout out to Tank Johnson. Get Thank you. Bro. I'll show you this screenshot in person, and I'll get this ten back from you. Promise. Shout out to Dave A. He said, "There you go. Good job." Keep it going, y'all. We're gonna stay on here a few more minutes for y'all to finish this. What I was trying to say this important to what chaos. What, what I was trying to say, and Chaos just did exactly what I expect people's yeah, minds to go to. Yeah, because he won't be going home because there's no, going to be a no, body uh, bag. Uh, hold on, Chaos. I, I, Chaos, I understand that. But see, this is the difference. Men will fight over theirs, and we'll put somebody else in the body bag, too. And if we actually see as a group of people that we're being targeted in this body bag territory, men are going to prepare themselves for that fight. Women are not going to do that, not from a general level. They're going to just sign over, and that's just going to be that. Only a man is, you know, well, I ain't going to say only. It's always an exception to every rule. But in general, men will fight to the death for theirs. You can't really expect women to put up that fight. And no one's going to even blame a woman for not putting up that fight. So I'm not saying it's bad we if a woman owns a business. Men to protect our, our businesses. What, what exactly. My, the whole point is, I can't tell a woman, is, I can't say a woman is bad for having a business. But I'm just saying, if the men aren't the majority of the business owners, at the end of the day, if you get enough success, you're not going to keep it anyway. White folks have already proven they're willing to bomb you in order to get what they want. And if we don't take that seriously, it's just going to happen again. It's just that simple. They didn't put it out on the table already. They willing to they willing to kill, steal and destroy to have what they want. So if we're going to compete with them, we're going to have to take it seriously. And, that, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So. You know, uh, I, I'll leave it there. And and I'm well, you know what? One, one last thing. Uh, women are going to have have to uh, get on the same size as men if we truly want the progress we claim we want. It's one thing to I claim you want that. something. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm actually going to do a show about that. I'm, it's going to be called Bricks Without Mortar. You know what I'm saying? Because black women want a lot from mm-hmm. black men, yet they don't want to be involved with black men. And they do compare black men to other communities. And the other communities have always had their women support. So why do you want something that another community gave their women when their community has always had the support of the women? Why would you expect black men to give it to you without the women? Makes no sense. But, you know, you can make bricks without, you know, what I'm well, oh, my bad. I'm, I was going to call it bricks without straw because y'all know that old Bible story or whatever, you know, where the Pharaoh told the, the people you to make the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I know it's a known, it's a known, it's a known thing. It's a known thing about you know the the uh, you know make the bricks without straw. So uh, that's why I'm gonna name it that. You, you're not gonna get what other communities have. They have been together, 
when you're separate. As long as black women want to stay separate from black men, you're not going to have what other women get. And that's just what it's going to come to it, come down to at the end of the day. I don't care what anybody feels about it. You're never going to have what they have as a, as a, from a general level until you act like they do. And they, I mean, the women of other groups, they support their men, period. Okay. And I'll holler at y'all next time. Thank okay. you, Roger. Thank you, Roger. Let me read the super chats. Gay Bay, I don't meet bums in person. Keep hitting the super chat, LOL, at Tank Johnson. <laughs> okay, chaos. What are your final uh, thoughts? Tank on Johnson the topic? says, Gabe oh. A, you won't have a choice. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is um, the funniest part of the show. <laughs> well, I the argument. Oh, wow. Hold up. Chaos? Bad thing. And stop coming at the end of the show. Shit. I want to come. I come when I want to. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh -oh. Bro, Carlin, read Bro Carlin's oh, super chat so we can get chaos out of here before my phone dies. Yeah, read, read all your super chats. Right Y'all, wow, my phone's still lit. And and um, Gabe A say, shout out to him. You capitalize your words in a super chat. That's genius, Tank Johnson. <laughs> Luke, ladies, I'm out of here. So funny, sheesh. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much, guys, for the super chat. Thank you. Y'all y'all were entertaining. Definitely appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got one more. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. That was the last one you read. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh -uh. Somebody just sent this one, but it ain't. There, there we go. It says, from Des James, do we even really know that women of other races treat their men better? Have a mm. good weekend. Good question, Des. Thank you so much, Des. Um, if you have a movement called MGTOW that was uh, <laughs> started by white men, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't really think they getting they mm. they ain't getting treated right. So then that means when Roger have his show, we're gonna have to go over there because uh we gotta dig into this. X. X. Okay. Okay, Chaos, what are your final comments, bro? <clears throat> I think we're in a good position as people, especially black men. Um, the only thing now is we just have to do the work. Um, there's no way around it. Um, I feel the media space we are in could be better. I think enough of us, we could put our money to get what we need accomplished in a bigger scale. But like I said, only time will tell but I tell black men this and black women, don't wait until they have to force you to start paying. If you if you have it, do it now. Don't wait. And I think part of our communities, we like to wait until we're forced to do something. And it's gonna to come to the point we gotta stop with for we have to be put in a position where we have to force to do something, whether financially or physically. We should be proactive now, moving forward. Because it's only gonna get harder and eventually worse for us as a group click collective as people move forward in this 21st century. Um, as y'all know, I talked about the homosexual agenda on my own, not on my own channel, but for the last couple of years. These people are not gonna get no different. Their message is consistent. They're gonna continue with their degeneracy and push it on people that is straight. You gotta accept it. The only thing you can do is protect yourself and have to combat it because they're organized and the people that fund them is for your own demise because they don't see the bigger picture. 
if you put in on paper saying that you're not in direction for black men and black women, then anything else you're doing is genocidal. And I want people to understand that if it's not including us as race people, then everything else that they do is for our own demise. It's that simple. We don't have to play around. We have to question. And so it's not by black men. Okay, I want to deal. With it. Oh, you're not dealing with black women. Okay, I want to deal with it. And that's the end of it. And we just keep moving. It's that simple. Get it? Got it? Good. And the deals. Thank you, Chaos, for your commentary and your participation in the chat. Uh, in the chat, um, the panel, excuse me. But um, I do just want to say that I um, have my issues with Black Lives Matter. I do, however, think that it's high time for our Black men to step up and create their own organization to lead the movement. Um, we want them in positions of leadership. Um, that was my whole reason when Danny brought the topic up about uh, Black women being the being made the face of the movement, well, I wanted to talk about this because it's important for brothers to be the face. I know, you know, men are saying, well, women want to be out there for the attention and this, that, and the other. However, if Black men are doing the real work, that will overshadow any kind of attention-seeking behavior. So we want brothers to create their own movement. And yes, you may not have George Soros mo uh, money. However, if brothers pull together, and if we know that it's a black run movement and it's about black people and it's not all about this intersectionality mess it's really about our causes then i think that more people would be apt to get behind that um you know and it may take some time for it to garner the support that you all desire but i think that it's important for brothers to start their own movement um, I also wanted to say that in reference to white women treating their men better or women of other races treating their, their men be better, I think that Danny brought up a very good point, but I, I, I have an unpopular opinion. I think that you all know that I think that, you know, black people suffer from PTSD, but I think that black women have never really felt protected um, by our men. We've never, and I think that because of some, some, um, because of some things that have transpired, um, black women, you know, have lost respect for black men. And that's why some of the behaviors that they engage in, they engage in those. Um, but I think that, you know, the, the respect factor and uh, has never, or excuse me, the respect factor isn't there partly because we don't feel protected. Meaning as, as slaves, we didn't feel protected because of course, black men were in the same position. And, you know, for a, a, a white man to come in and drag you out by your feet and and rape you while your man is lying there, you know, in your quarters, slave quarters with you, that, that is, you know, that has to take a toll on you. And then to be in a society where white people are the dominant power and in control, and they're offering you something that your man can't, i.e. welfare, i.e. Uh, daycare, i.e. housing, then, you know, and if you really need that, I mean, you're going to put your basic needs above everything else. And it, it does cause you to feel like, dang, why can't, you know, this man, this king, this royal man who I love be able to provide these things for me. It's not an excuse. I'm just saying, I think that that's part of the reason why um, the dynamic that exists between black men and black women exists. So uh, that's enough. I won't go too far into that. I'll save it for Roger's panel. Um, but um, lastly, I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the black men out there who are fathers. Uh, I think we had a couple that visited our panel. Our, I know, complex. You know, happy Father's Day to you all and everybody in the chat. 
I hope that the women in your life make sure that, you know, you have an enjoyable day. Um, they acknowledge you and acknowledge, you know, all your greatness and, you know, make you feel real special. Um, that's all. And oh, lastly, um, thank you to everybody who super chatted and everybody who participated in the chat period. Um, I want to thank everybody who super chatted. Thank you to the panelists. Um, yeah, the super chats, the panelists, uh, the people in the chat and, um, shout out to Mar Maurice November for the, uh, cash app. And, um, yeah, uh, thank you to Leo Anthony for the super chat. We really appreciate you. Um, this was a really, really, really good show. Um, I'm always thankful that you guys come through and support us. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, I think it will be a fun show because I think it's been kind of heavy in the space. So I think we're going to do end up doing a fun show on Sunday, but um, thank you to everybody who came through and happy father's day. You guys be careful and we're out. Peace, bye, people.